0: This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com.
1: Welcome to our first initial podcast, This Is What We Do.
2: This is what we do. Hey, I like that. This is what we do.
1: We are coming here live from the studios for our first time, just doing a dry run, just to see how we sound, see how things go. We are labor members that are in the labor movement. I would like to consider ourselves activists. Is that what we are? Um, we are, I guess what we, I would attribute to the super friends of labor. We're a small group of people who are trying to do big things. And this is just the start of something that what we do. So I'm going to introduce myself personally. My name is Kennedy, just like the president. And I am one of the members of this is what we do. And I also have two of my, two of my other members here. I would like them to introduce themselves and say something about themselves.
0: Hello, my name is Don Bennett. Um as he stated early on, we are a collaboration of people from multiple locals. We are all UAW members and we are all in, working to move this movement forward in order to make everything better for the future.
2: It's my uh, hey, oh, I'm I'm Toy. Hey everybody, Toy. Uh local right now 372. And um Hey, to all the pipe fitters out there, all the journeymen, I'm an apprentice. Uh, I'm here just kicking it with the crew. We met in labor school. I guess that's what has the thread between us. The common thread is our labor school. Shout out to Wayne State University Labor School.
1: Shout out to Wayne State.
2: Yes. And um, that's what we do. This is what we do.
1: All right. Yeah. To give us a little background on, I guess, why we are together. Um, we did meet all at Wayne State University. Uh, like I said, shout out to Wayne State University. We did take what's what what was what's called labor studies is something that is current. So it's not just for UAW members, it's for any members of labor. It just so happened. UAW members, if you're listening, your TAP program, your tuition assistant program pays for that. It's a it's a two semester course, I believe it's a it's a
2: one-year course one it's year. a one-year
1: course excuse me mm-hmm. divided in two parts uh but it, it it's it's interesting if you have opportunity to do it i say do it it's something that you do on your time they have an AM course they have a pm course as well as they have um online, online course. and i think yeah. right now due to the pandemic they're just online but once you complete that they also have an advanced yep. uh,
0: yeah advanced yeah, level program
1: and one of our one of the members of our program has actually taken that i think he's actually taught in the advanced labor program.
2: Yeah, or asked to. And uh cool. I just wanted to correct it. It is a two year program. The Wayne State Labor School. It's a two year program, but they do have the accelerated program that I'm sure we all took that broke it down to one year.
1: Right. And also is it's it's not the only program in town. Also shout out to University of Michigan Dearborn is something that we also we also have participated in at one time or another. They do different uh, seminars throughout the year. I think they do about a total of five different seminars. Anyone can come. It's just um, mainly whatever the focus is. It may be taught by, for an example, Black Men in Union, which is coming up in February. Um, it's kind of it's taught by everyone, but it's kind of focused to be taught by Black men. They also have the women's conference, which is kind of focused to be taught by women. But once again, I said any and everyone can come. They also have the Latino Conference, the Youth Conference. Yeah, and
2: conference. They have a they have a array of conferences okay. that they have throughout the year. And um they change them or add classes on as time goes on. Um I think the new director, they have a new director mm-hmm. over there now. Yes. Oh, uh gonna be gonna be good Goodwin
1: dye She's doing, uh, I guess, big things at University of Michigan Dearborn. She's shout j- out, shout out. She's just taken over about a year ago. Um, I think during the pandemic, or maybe right around then. I'm not too sure. Don't quote me on that. But we support her wholeheartedly, just like we support Miss Gail over at Wayne State. In any program that will focus on labor, as what we is what we do. You know, we want to focus on um, just what we can do. Mainly, our economic power, our voting power. And, and how we can how we can use that at together and and make something positive you know something just something positive something good is what we want to come out of this
2: and we also want to give a shout out to because that's what we pay our paychecks we want to give a shout out to the uh our our international union they have classes there too yeah at the, the region. region um oh, yes. you can go over there you can take classes there they're phenomenal
0: and they're online as well
2: yeah so shout out to uh are you AW brothers and sisters? And uh speaking of different things that's going on in the world, I was sitting down thinking about some things that really affect us. And um tell me something, uh, Don and Kennedy. What do y'all think about the uh the the uh vaccine? You got your shot yet? Y'all got y'all shot yet? I got all three. What about you, Kennedy? You got your shot yet?
1: No, I do not.
2: Oh, okay. I, that's that's what I I I brought that up because not in the negative way, Kennedy, I I heard your demeanor. No, <laughs> not yet. Not yet.
1: I <laughs> No, I haven't got my vaccine. Um I wasn't expecting to talk to about know. this like the, I know. the first initial, I know. like cut out the bag, like yeah, kick it I right mean, on don't even, They don't even know what we even about, and she even brought the vaccine. But that's cool. Kick, that.
0: right I mean, which, is, out the which bag. is a good thing because yeah. I think just recently, I don't know about y'all facilities, but uh, it should be y'all facilities that the, the mm-hmm. electronic system just went out to update to upload your vaccine card. Oh,
2: um, yeah. So I, I, that's why know. I was bringing it up. I wanted to see get the different opinions on how. People feel because the other morning, as I was going to work, <laughs> one of the um, security guards asked one of the brothers, you know, going into the facility. Like he went on past him, he was like, "I want to see your paperwork." He just blew on past him. Mm-hmm. He got to the gate, he was like, "Sir, I need to see your 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 paperwork." Or your, th-. he was like, "Man, blink that! I ain't giving you shit," <laughs> and just walked on in. So. People, we have different opinions about. So he was it, looking so. for
0: his vaccination. No, nah, he card wasn't or...
2: gonna give it to him. Period. So no, I'm saying is that what they were looking for? Like they wanted. Yeah, they actually asked him. They wanted. Oh, to
0: really? Because the electronic thing, I got asked that you can upload it through the hub.
2: But they didn't. They people were just walking through. They wouldn't. Oh wow! Uploading it, they didn't want to show the. You know how you can go online and you can answer the questions. Mm-hmm. They weren't doing any of that. So yeah. how do you guys feel about that? Not. Not having to or them saying you have to show your vaccination card or even getting vaccinated. What do you feel about that?
1: Well, at the facility that I'm in, um, they went through a, a period of time where it was a rigorous check-in process. Um, and we're still supposed to check in with the online mm-hmm. app, um, but we don't have anyone monitoring daily Who's coming in? I don't know why they don't. don't, I mean, the temperature screens have gone away. I mean, I don't know if it's to get people back in faster, but we don't have that anymore. I Um, think
0: they trust adults to be adults when adults are not always adults. I can (laughs) see that. You can see them trusting us? I mean, to me, I think... It,
1: it cost them less money.
0: Once everything started... It's, it's money. Yeah. But yeah, I think when everything started to get better, or should I say not say better, when the cases started to drop...
1: Vaccinations
0: come on. A around, lot of man. those things with the third-party companies, because most of those people were... Th- no, they were contracted. Yes. So when all that went away, they ex- expected a dose to still do the online system. Yes. But I know myself... I just got back into doing it because a lot of my coworkers stopped doing it. But there are some that still fill the paperwork out and there's some that still go online. But there nobody its almost I hate to say it. It comes up as you as you are a child until somebody holds you accountable. (laughs) You don't do what you're supposed to do until either it comes up in a conversation or they start cracking back down Mm -hmm. on you. Say, oh, my God, I'm gonna fire you because you haven't been doing this or you're going to get held accountable, which is unfortunate.
2: So what would make? What do you think? Why why do you think people are so against getting vaccinated? When let me just say, in your whole life you've been getting vaccinations. Everybody been getting them to go to school. You had to have the polio shot, the measles, mumps, all chicken those vaccines pop. to get mm-hmm. in school. Chicken pox. Now all of a sudden it's no no no. I going not get a vaccine because this is a, what what is the issue? I'm just trying to figure. out I think out. it's what been a
0: movement um, since we. Since I have my son, I think it's more of a movement. Because you have a lot of people, which is weird to me, because they're parents. And like you just stated, they've all been vaccinated for everything else. But then they have these children that hasn't had one vaccination at all. And I do understand there are certain certain science, which is crazy. Because you believe certain science on one thing but won't take the science on another thing. Because now kids are coming out with, um, what is it called? When well, not the child is in slow autism they're saying that's coming from the vaccination which is why some parents are pushing for their children not to get vaccinated but then on the other hand you had the same out potential outcome you could have been autistic but it's a, it's almost like you don't know until you know it's almost like people that have allergies you don't know you got allergic to seafood until one day you try it and your face blow up. And then all of a sudden, oh, my God, this is going to kill me. I can't take it no more. So, I mean, I, I get the fear for some people because some people have certain health concerns. Some things, it took too long for certain answers to come out. I think the way it was rolled out with the initial president when everything started blew up, blow up affected a lot of people who would have went out and normally wouldn't got vaccinated because he didn't control the situation well enough. He didn't um, put out the knowledge or even build his base up to trust that everything he was saying moving forward, this is how we're going to handle this as a country. So what you think, Kennedy?
1: Because
2: um, you already had the vaccination. You should really have some views on
1: that. I mean, I, 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 honestly, I haven't gotten a vaccination just due to just my... I don't disagree with her or anything, just like a... Um, fear of needles that type of thing or just just being lazy but there's no particular reason why i have not done it (laughs) but it's something interesting that don said about the rollout of the vaccination and how it was um how it was under under the the previous president Mm -hmm. and you know and and now the current president but this president's gonna be remembered for it you Mm -hmm. know it's just kind of like with the like with the um when when our company got when, when Chrysler got bailed out right george w bush started that but obama's known for
0: finishing it
1: so it was, it was obama who saved it but i actually george w bush is the person who
0: initiated it.
1: initiated start <laughs> the whole process and right. things of that nature that's just, that's an interesting fact to me but as far as the vaccination i agree with you you know chicken packs i mean i had chicken pox i remember as a kid when you Play with somebody who had chickenpox just so you can get it, so you can get it over with, the type of thing. But I mean, no, it's been eradic- eradicating. And I remember, remember the, the certain celebrity, I think Jenny McCarthy started talking about she came out being an anti-vaxxer and that got a whole movement going. But I think even now she has recanted and been regretful regretful of what she said about vaccinations and things of that nature. But um, I don't disagree with her or anything. I, 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 I think it has a lot of factors to do with it. You know, whether it's political or just people just don't want to be told what to do. You know, it's just a whole, it's a whole bunch of things, and it's it's really bad because I'm I'm I don't know about y'all, but I know people who have actually died. I know, do too. I lost the, a lot
0: of coworkers. Yeah, I've, I'm true. no, I'm not. No I mean, not just
1: one or two. I remember when it first when it first happened. I remember like right in the beginning, and people have, at my church, people like four or five people just died in a row, and I remember this man standing standing in the pulpit saying that. He said more people had died this year in his church that they were that there were month there were Sundays in the year. So like it was like February. So it was like the fifth Sunday. He had had more people die at his church than like five or six people already. You know, and it was that was just like to me. After I look back, that was kind of like the start of it. You know, and it was, I remember the press rollout and how it was a slow build up, and then the toilet paper and all the other stuff, and,
0: and the bleach, <laughs>
1: yeah, all the stuff, man. And I remember at work, you know, just speaking, just being in labor, you know, how they had like the, they started putting the little placards up, you know, sitting sitting down, you couldn't sit next to somebody, across somebody. But then after a while, they did the research and they said the virus was crawling over the little, yeah. the little partitions and things of that nature. So I think it's something new that, that science is learning about. I think it's evolving. And I think as a society, we hold them and say, well, you said this, and science changes. People learn things, we evolve, man. I think we just need to go with the science and trust the science. And I think there's been a war on science and teachers and intelligence for a long time, you know, because it's, people don't want to be told what to do. That's just the bottom line. They yeah. want and, and we're in a day and era now where people just want to be like, well, I feel this way. And they have this thing, my truth, my truth. I mean, the truth is the truth. It is what it is. I, I've always said there's three sides to every story, my side, your side, and the and truth, mm-hmm. you know, but the truth is the truth. It ain't no my truth. is doesn't mean how you feel about something, your perspective on something, but right. the truth is the truth, and we not, we need to start recognizing that.
2: Yeah, I'm, it's, it's crazy to me that uh, people, even if you don't get the vaccination, I understand that. What I don't understand is, take, for instance, one of my... Um, People that I work with came to work, you know, knowing that his his family was at home sick. We're in the house where he lived pres, pres, mm-hmm. preside, they were sick and had COVID, and he came right to work. And he's not one of those people who like to wear a mask because he don't believe in, you know, he's anti vaxxer anti everything. So, you know, it was it was crazy to me that. You knowingly came to work, knowing that you could pass this on to people around you, and that's that's what I'm so upset about. Not not even the fact that people want to or they don't want to take the vaccination. Okay, you don't want to take it.
0: They treat like a common cold, right?
2: It, right, but if you don't want to take it, you know that this this particular strain of cold, which is what it is, mm-hmm. is a strain of the cold or flu. But it's it's a very severe, mm-hmm. and it will kill you. So if you knowing that, you take it upon yourself to say, okay, well, my daughter, my son, my mom, my sister at home with COVID, I stay in the house with them. I'm not gonna go to work and be around people and breathe all in their face and do all of this. Or at least I'm gonna tell people mm-hmm. my household's at COVID, and that's what I'm not understanding right now. Why people will just say, take it so lightly now, after we just came out of this year and a half lockdown, and then you take it lightly, it's like you didn't learn anything.
0: Some of them still don't believe it you know, because of exactly. the initial it's, communication. I,
2: exactly. I really don't think it's where they don't believe it. I got a supervisor who don't believe it. I, because what I'm saying mm. is, I don't really think that they don't believe it mm-hmm. because... So many eight hundred thousand people died from this disease. So it's not like you didn't get evidence that it was not here.
0: Absolutely, you had to
2: see it. You had to know that these people died. But when, but when you if, say eight hundred
1: thousand people died from it, I'm kind of like with Dawn. The people think, well, people, what, what else? what, what else were they were sick with? You know, they're thinking things like that, or what? What you know, people are going to die anyway. You know, mm-hmm. things of that nature. And I just think the way think the media is now and the way I mean, even the, the how we get our news, you can pretty much make anything true. You can make anything and not and I, fit, fit, and fit and I, I truth, agree with You know with what I'm you saying? That, so, so when you say that you know that these people have evidence to them, it's not evidence to them. It's just like shit, people's gonna die anyway. Or he he had diabetes anyway. Well, well or he you know, well, he and had I, I, yeah, I, anyway. and a lot of people you know. are saying,
0: Oh, so and so had a heart attack. They you know, in the beginning a lot of people felt as if they they Clunk, clunked, clunked all the, all the deaths into right, one under COVID right, right, because right. they wasn't figuring it out. They were still learning. They were trying to figure out the signs. But at the end of the day, even if it's 800,000 or 1,000, you still, to your point, you still had evidence. Or like you just said, we all lost coworkers.
2: No, what I'm saying is in this, in your lifetime, in your lifetime, mm-hmm. in my lifetime, have you or in your parents' lifetime, Had they ever told you that people were digging actual grave sites in vacant lots and putting people in it or bringing out uh, coolers to put dead bodies in? We've never never seen anything like that. So even if you didn't believe in it, you knew it was something out here killing us Mm -hmm. and it was something that was not normal. It was out of the normal. And it, and it it had to be a virus, a plague, or something because people don't just normally die like that.
1: I, I like to say this one term that can kind of nullify a lot of that stuff. The term that came out: fake news. You know what I mean? You know when when that just allows people to say stuff like when it's being reported. One one station is reporting it this way, another station report the other way, and if uh, however my perspective, wherever I'm getting my news from, I'm like, oh, that's that's fake. You know what I'm saying? They 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 they. Even though it's being told by them from what used to be a trusted news source to everybody, now it's trivialized. Now it's kind of like, well, why should I believe you? You have a so you, when, have, a, you have you have an were, agenda.
2: When it was live and they were actually showing you that they were burying these people in these mm-hmm. these these big old trucks and uh, ice trucks were coming to the hospitals and the doctors were on TV begging and the nurses were begging and people were on there to saying they last. Uh, breaths and they last saying to their family, saying, "Please, please believe in this." You think all of that? They thought all of that was just fake news.
1: I'm not trying to say what I'm not, I can't get into anybody's mind. But no, what no, no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to get news. into. I'm not trying to get into anybody's mind. But what I'm saying is, is when when you're getting, I guess, your information from a, just a certain perspective, and you seeing you seeing you seeing these people dying, these trucks and things of that nature, you don't know if the the sources that they're getting news from is showing that information you know what I'm saying they're oh, not they're, you know that what I'm they're, saying they're, they're not, only it. they're only getting one, perspective. It's, one not, perspective it's not like they're flipping back and forth most people are just set on what what whatever feels comfortable to what they want to hear you okay. know what I'm saying oh, news is a yeah. news is an entertainment source now it's not even like
0: if they watch the news some yeah. of it came not work right. or if
1: it comes from Facebook and who telling you on Facebook what what type of you know things of that nature so right. when we start saying people know and we don't know what people know because we don't know where they're getting it from you know um, so
2: so that. that, that that's that kind of like same thing when it comes to them storming the Capitol. When people mm-hmm. saying that was all fake news and
3: yeah,
1: yeah. But work. I mean, I, I don't want to turn this into like a like a perspective type thing. But what I I, I would like to kind of shift to, if we if we don't mind talking about, what something that I think we all can agree on is yeah. what's been going on is a lot of strikes, mm-hmm. a lot of people striking, John Deere, Kellogg, General Motors. You know the the work workers got a lot of power right now, and workers are, are. I think
0: it's been a lot more. Com- I'm gonna say this. I think there's been a lot more in the news about striking because, truth be told, mm. a lot of people don't realize our strike fund. A lot of UAW members think it's just us. Oh, it's just the big three. There's no reason for us to raise our our dues because the strike fund is full. But it's a multitude of people. You got the the casinos who stroke who was striking at one point. Now you got oh, John Deere. You got all these. People who's feeding off this one pot, I think now because of people not coming back to work, because people are, like you stated, they want more. Because now the language of essential worker, you have finally recognized that I stand for something, that you need me, and now I'm going to fight because now I recognize that you recognize that I am a value source before when Burger King was doing a fight for 15 dollars right. oh what they need 15 dollars for
1: right
0: they don't right. need no 15 but now when you go to the McDonald's and you pull up it's only three people there you're pissed right but they were not valued enough for you or make you know they wasn't beneficial for you when they were there and you were treating them like crap now they say no you need me because you complain now you're complaining even more because now you need to line for 45 minutes right. instead of 15 right. but then on the flip side of that
1: Oh, shout! And, me, shout out to the Seven Up workers too, who did go out on strike in the local Detroit area too.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that was good. Uh, right. a flip side of that, when you when you say that people they raise, they did raise the minimum wage, correct?
0: Slowly. I, yeah. I don't, yeah. know,
1: if weighed, I don't but, know if they officially wait. I don't know. I think a lot of companies. But what, but what the, the, a lot the, of I guess what the market what their, what, their what one up. perspective was the market will the market will um, force. The will force the income to go up, you know, which it right, right. did. But, you know, but, if, right. you know, you need people, you got to pay them more. Right. You know.
2: But then, even at the the need, my thing is the need, and as you said, I believe these people needed to get paid more. Mm-hmm. Like the waitresses, they've been making $2.50 an hour since when I started waiting yeah, back about in this. the 70s and right. stuff like that. But the thing about it is mm-hmm. now that they raised the minimum wage, now you got, okay, we, because I see it all out there. We pay $15 an hour benefits and they're giving them bonuses, signing bonuses. But
0: I don't think it's has been the legally thing about changed. It, but,
2: but, the th- right. but the thing about it is people are still not taking these jobs. They're not. The, the, like you said, mm-hmm. when you get in line, people mad because you it's not enough people working. When you go different places, they'll come up to you and say, well, we don't have enough workers. Nobody's wanting to come to work. Absolutely. So even though mm-hmm. they raise the minimum wage. Now, you got people that's so comfortable being at home, they don't want to work anymore outside the home.
1: Well, I think I think, uh, I think a, a lot has happened, not because people don't want to work. I think people have elevated themselves. I mm-hmm. think the people who were working at the McDonald's, they're like, I don't want to work anymore. There's other jobs open. I'm going to take those. Or they become entrepreneurs. You know, the and pandemic that, has changed a lot of people. A lot of people out there making money on their own, and they're doing okay, and they they're making I, I don't know enough money or more than enough money, and they have their own time on their hands, and Maybe. that's and that's so what's, that's what's important, especially being in labor. Like I know a lot of my time is spent working; it's not in my own hands. It's the only way I can I'm fighting for my own survival is I give my time to somebody else, and and that's part of I had to keep on chiming back into this. The reason why I want to do this is so we can take our economic power amongst ourselves and use it for ourselves, so we can kind of free up some of our time, so we can do other things for ourselves.
0: But there's been a lot more talk. I, I just had this conversation with one of my coworkers. So some jobs will always be a nine to five. Like the assembly plants, you need a certain amount of people to run the line. But now that you have the Amazons, the ship. The Uber, the Lyft. You have all these companies now that allow a person to set their time and their schedule around their lives Mm -hmm. versus you setting your time around your job. That a lot of people have had, like you said, entrepreneurship. A lot of people have had second thoughts about why am I coming back? And then we're getting all them stimulus checks over the course that a lot of those people between the stimulus checks, the boost in the unemployment, a lot of people were able to establish certain things, and they were not un- wasn't able to establish on their original paycheck. So now they are doing more things, and I don't think a lot of the companies or even the government really took a full view. If if I do this, what's going to happen to this? Right. Because a lot, like you just said, a lot of those people now, they yeah. they are working at Amazon, or they like um, my girlfriend's daughter is a stay at home mom. And now Amazon's taking people just like Uber to go deliver packages in their own vehicle. And I think she said her daughter made like $121, $130 or whatever for that one day. And even if I think that one day they canceled her delivery and she still got paid. So people are, it's so many more avenues now that you didn't have before this pandemic. It opened, it kind of opened up the floodgates for opportunities for people. To do other things other than saying, I'm going to a union job or well, I'm going to someone. That's not a bad thing. It, it's a great thing, it but is. now you're, but our company, our world has see taking all these new opportunities and figure out how you're going to still move because you still want this. But people are willing, people don't want to accept this. They want this.
1: Right. They always say necessity is the mother of all invention, you know. So,
0: and yeah. we're in a world of convenience. If you look at everything oh, yeah. right now, it's all about convenience. Convenience. How can I get kill you the, to deliver my groceries child. to Let's my house? How can I get you to do this? Right. I mean, the Myers now, by my house, and just recently I went to the Myers, um, I think in, in uh, Southfield. U-scans is just through the roof. That's all you see now. The Rivertown Market, that's all they put in there, um, grocery store. Well, Get it's, rid it's, of a Explain what
1: a U-scan is. Can you describe what it is?
0: You are not only your shopper, but you are also your cashier. Okay. You are going to the line yeah. to scan your own stuff, bag your own stuff, after you didn't worked the hard day at work, to now do another job for free.
1: Right.
0: Well, I mean,
2: it, a lot of times they feel like it's easier because yeah. you ain't got to wait in line. You don't have to wait in line. A lot of times, you they have a lot of it. It it runs quicker in your mind. It runs quicker, but you still are eliminating jobs.
1: Eliminating somebody's but job. But you
2: also have to understand that there are other jobs that are coming. That yeah, that they are are that we don't even know about. You know,
0: mm-hmm. I think some They're, of the markets about to move into ship and start using their um, employees to do the grocery shopping instead of having that company come in and do it.
2: Well, I'm 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 speaking on jobs that have not even been in, in IT and mm-hmm. all other type of jobs where people have to
1: skill jobs. Mm-hmm.
2: They have to get trained for it, mm-hmm. you know. Now, because people are, they're going to have to come up with companies that are going to have to train these people.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: People are mm-hmm. going into school, learning new trades, learning mm-hmm. new things, so they can create jobs. Like you say, entrepreneurism mm-hmm. is through the roof.
1: I guess my, my only concern is, is for those who don't want to go to school, who just want to get like get their degree and just want to go get a 40 hour job and be able to take care of themselves without overworking themselves or themselves and be able to spend time with their family. You know, I mean, to me, that's what it's about in this country, being able to be do honest work, week, week of work and being able to take care of yourself and your family without having to do a hustle, some side work. You know, I mean, and by eliminating all these jobs, to me, that's what we, we kind of ended up to. Like you saying, I can do Amazon, that can do this. You're doing like three jobs in one day. I mean, that's cool, but I mean, what if I don't want to do three jobs in one day? What if I just want to do a job and then go home and sit with, and watch my kid grow well, and you take gonna care of?
2: You're gonna have to find a job that's gonna pay that money. Pay that money where you were gonna be able to sit at home and do that job.
0: But there are programs too. I don't think um, I follow a young lady. Um, from Mary to Medicine, uh, Buffy. And uh, she talks about, because her family owns a tech company. And she's always looking for people for her tech company. But she talks about Google. Is Google, and I forgot what the other company is, all of them are offering certificate programs right, where you can work that. through Google right. and you can make $40,000 a year right. and you can work from home. Right. So there's a lot of avenues out there, but also we gotta also keep in mind that we're also in the world of multiple streams of income. So not everybody's considering just one job, two jobs, three jobs. Some people are going into entrepreneurship. I know Toy is big on it. She has a lot of um ventures. And well, you got I other people. that.
1: Shout out to Toy Ico. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey,
0: hey. I believe that
2: multiple streams of income because you think about it. If you get like you said, Kennedy, some people just want to get a 40-hour job, go home and deal, and, and mm-hmm. raise their family. But you think about it, in today's world, $40,000 a year. <laughs> you cannot raise kids on $40,000. You can't live on $40,000 a
1: year. I guess it depends on what That's, part of the country you're in. And, yeah. and if it's just you, mm-hmm. and you may be in one of the poorer part of the country and well yeah uh, and, well,
2: I don't know what part of you know you don't, not nice. you don't it want
1: too much of it it depends on where
0: you at because like every everywhere has a different uh, cost uh, of living yeah, we, but- I
1: was talking to a young lady we were talking about jobs being moved her plant she was um, shout out to Belvedere she got moved here and mm-hmm. then some people she said moved out to the out to Boston uh-huh. I had to go work out there and I'm like the money she making here from when she was in Belvedere you know in uh, Illinois is, it transfers here but to go to Boston it doesn't transfer there your lifestyle totally changes. The Mm -hmm. same type of money, you know, it's decent money here. You move out on, on, on the East Coast, you know, yeah, you might have huh? to go You might have to go to Amazon what at, I'm that, saying, you, know, I'm saying. you might have to because at, at, it,
0: mm-hmm. it, shouldn't, shouldn't, it shouldn't so be like I
1: You know, have. it shouldn't be like that we, she, They got the same. My, they came it, from the same place They came from the same place on the same job And just to, to whatever type of draw She made it here, that person made it there Now they got to work an extra job and she can still live like
2: But the cost keep her of legs. living there But you got to think about mm-hmm. the cost of living there So, and, so my thing is
1: that they hurt If you move out there and having a good union job Maybe they should Make your rate of pay a little bit more. So well, they should, sign. but yes.
2: we, we look at what we're look talking about. That's, that's what we should be fighting for. Then companies, companies are, are not thinking man? about their people. We just talked about that. They don't. The, the people are the last thing that's that's on the table. We talking about. We got to make everybody else happy above the people that's making the the cars or making the food or whatever. We have to talk about the people that's running the show. And they not thinking about well, if we pay them more, they gon' they're gonna work better, or we to... no. And, and I hate to say they ain't gonna be cost. true
0: for everybody because some people you can pay them all, you can pay them fifty dollars $50 an hour and it still won't be shit. See my <laughs> language? I'm just keeping it real because I I told somebody one day like we talk about teachers and or our jobs. If a person only comes to that job for the dollar. And don't have the heart to go along with it. It doesn't matter what you pay them. Because look at some of our school systems. Some of them people went into teaching because they thought the money was good. Mm. Not They didn't consider your child's knowledge. It was the profit that they made. Not I mean, it depends on what type of teacher you are. Or if you have a difference. master's. Because yeah. my friend has a master's and he makes good money as a teacher.
1: Because yeah, not all teachers get paid their worth. Yeah, right? they,
0: they not yeah, all of them. And yeah. there's some amazing Most teachers. Most of them
1: don't.
2: Yeah, my, so my, my, it depends. my sister-in-law, she... she she was a, she, she made six figures a year so but she did a lot of things but the thing about it when it comes to teachers that's a whole different I'm
1: talking about the classroom The third grade teacher Right I'm talking but about I'm tra- They're not making A hundred thousand dollars That's a whole, di-
2: no, that's not a whole no. different sk-
1: Yeah That's the teacher I'm talking yeah. about the teacher I'm talking about the third grade teacher I'm talking about the majority uh, She they're was
2: a, That's what she was elementary school
1: But what I'm saying Most of the third Most of the teachers are not making. They're not making oh, That type oh, of money They worth you know, that It
2: depends on they, where worth, at. they worth that But it also depends On what state you work in
1: True on, that on, True on,
2: that But we can't But we can't all agree that We can't
1: all agree Teachers are underpaid though We can agree that Yeah I don't. No, no, I absolutely they're, agree they're with that what I'm underpaid. saying.
2: That, yes, they are. What I'm trying to say is though, when it comes to teacher, which she said mm-hmm. about teachers just for the money or that when it comes to teachers, you they're set aside. They they're from a different cloth. They cut from a different cloth. To be a teacher, a real teacher, you have to have the. The heart, you got to mm-hmm. have not just the knowledge, but you have to have love of, human, of human beings, not just the kids. Because you deal with more than the children. You deal with the parents. You deal with other teachers. You got to deal with the state, the federal government, the police. You have to deal with everything, everything. when you're a teacher. So to be a teacher, a teacher has to have a different type of heart or soul to go into a school and say, I'm going to teach a classroom full of 30 students
0: or even Mm -hmm. Zoom
2: to be on Zoom. It was hard for those teachers during the pandemic to be on Zoom teaching all those kids when you got parents that don't even send their kids to school when the schools are open. Now you want them to get up in the morning, get their kids Mm -hmm. ready to get on Zoom and sit there with them and help them with their work. And the teachers got... 12 15 students mm-hmm. on there, and the other half not coming. I mean, it's a lot, mm-hmm. it, it, it's
1: a lot, All right? So, uh, yeah, just but kind of like the veer back to what we were talking about, and I wanted to bring this up. We, was, we were talking about strikes and things of that nature, mm-hmm. and 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 uh, what's been going on lately. and I, I want to know, like, how y'all feel about strikes. And 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 I never thought, I mean, I haven't been in the auto industry long, long and but I never thought I would see an actual strike and we did and I feel like we weren't prepared as as a group I don't think we were prepared I don't think that we were a lot of people were fi- weren't financially prepared you know well, I, they I never think, are and, I, and, I, th- and, and I think and I think when it comes to strikes i mean I think that's something that if they're gonna strike, I think that's something that need to be planned. I think that's something that. Are you
0: talking about from the union's point of view or from the individual?
1: I'm talking about from, everybody. I guess, from 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 everybody that's on the team with us, well, organized well, labor. That we, we should we should that's something that we should. I guess that we could put in the atmosphere and talk about, you know, people saving a certain amount of money. You know, get ready, get ready to strike. But the thing about
2: it is, you can't you 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 can't tell grown people what to do with their money. When you come into You can't tell tell people what to do but you can can create an environment. All I'm
1: saying is create the environment. I never heard anybody talk about let's start saving our money.
2: When you come into the manufacturing business they are everybody tell you the old school when you go to the union meetings they always say put a little money to the side always put a little money to the side because you in the auto industry you catch a wave and then once that wave go down that's when the layoffs go go out then you catch another wave and it's going to come up it's a up and down up and down you know you used to sell automobiles mm-hmm. it's up and down that's the Shout way out it to is the <laughs> <laughs> that's the way it is in the auto industry when you catch a when you catch a wave, you ride that wave till it's over with. When it comes to strikes, you got a lot of young people that were put into the system. When you get a lot of young people put into the system, making a whole lot of money, what do you get? Some of these people ain't never had a comment in their checks in their life. They never saw a comment. In it it, it was so. So when it when it comes down to, when it comes down to saving money, and you might not have your own apartment you might live with your family or whatever you ain't thinking about saving money you're thinking about buying your car trying to get you apartment on your own going to the club throwing the dollars up in the air getting you the fly stuff when it comes down to layoff you just deal with what you got in the bank
1: but let's not let's not put this on the young workers it was not, it was, it, was it, it, wasn't, it wasn't the young let me finish. it was the young worker that to me that gave in a young worker wasn't even voting wasn't out there it wasn't them it was a person who had created we had created these lifestyles that's so expensive that we couldn't we couldn't hold out 30 days we had we had a cabin to pay Ooh, for we man, had who
2: created the lifestyle though
1: the the lifestyle that we created with this with this how we how we live like we had we had a house we got a cabin we got a four-wheeler we got the bike. But we got how the vet. Long were, how but how long have they the, been
2: working to get all of this stuff, though?
1: Yes, I. I. I they worked a long time to get okay. it. Okay. But I guess the point is, is you have, but you have all these payments that you have. You can't even hold out past thirty days because you got to make these payments because you'll start losing stuff. So all, David, all, 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 I'm, all I'm trying to say is all I'm trying to say is we should talk. I just want to talk about like how we live with what we get and how how we responsible with our resources.
0: But the thing is, you're talking about something. And I, I agree with Toy. The reason I agree with her is because I am different from you and you are different from me. Some people will learn how to, was taught how to save. Some people initially come in and save. Some people, we all move differently with our money. Right. You know, some people go out in the world and say, oh my God, I've never had, like she said, this is the first time I've seen seen these commas in my checks. And you know, because it's the first time I've always wanted a pair of Jordans. I ain't never got a pair. Nobody ever bought me a pair. I want a car. I want, I'm just saying everybody's mentality is different. But for the union standpoint, a lot of people need to start opening up some of their books and reading because some of your committees that should be active that are not active actually assist in a lot of your strike preparation. So if they're not, let me use the community service for instance. They're part of. They're supposed to be a part of your strike group. They're the ones that's supposed to work with the president and get everything together to team up on the rotation. Also help stock your pantry and get you set, set up so when your people go on strike, it's part of their duty to assist, and not just them. It should be all committees collectively working together to build that pantry. And, so if something and happens,
2: it's supposed to be the flying squadron. It's supposed it, to be, but see, my local dairy, don't have one. Right,
0: and that's what I
2: wanted yeah. to put out there. Every that's, local don't have every it. local. The flying squadron committee was the only committee that there was. In the UAW, when the UAW was first created, they didn't have any other committees. The Flying Squadron is the only real committee that was established in the UAW in that was established. The only real one. Now, now they it's like they phased out the Flying Squadron. Some plants have them, some plan some people don't even know what the flying squadron is the flying squadron was well maybe the, that's the,
1: something we can talk about one of the topics we can talk about what yeah. it's about well, the history of everything that's 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 something that i think people people would want to know and be interested in knowing about what it is
2: they have a lot to do with the strike because they were the ones that when people were going on strike they would tell the the people that were on the flying squadron and they would go from plant to plant and let the people at the plants know when they were going on strike, why they were striking, where they were striking. That was the flying squadron. That's what they did. They were like the secret police.
0: Now they now we and, do everything probably by email or directly from international yeah, to each yeah. one right, of your presidents. Right, right. But when it
2: comes down to a strike, they're supposed to hold the line. They're supposed to help pass out the coffee. They're supposed to put the flag up. They, they have a lot to do with And I think uh, what ended
0: up happening to what you just said is that they probably start branching them off into all these other committees. And because it is so many, maybe because it's more members from when they initially started and so many more plants now versus when everything first kicked off when they, when they first came about, they probably that's probably where all these other committees came from, which right. is why we all supposedly technically collectively should work together. Cause how many of your committees are truly active in your local? Mm-hmm. And then along with what you talked about as far as a strike, every, when it comes down to a strike, this is the thing, like, I, I agree with Toy, and I also agree with a lot of things you said. But people have to understand, you're in, the first thing you should know about any job you go to, I don't care where you work at, union or non-union, you should understand your business right, okay. and how it works and what can and cannot happen. I try to teach that to my son because my son is an assembly worker. For me, I'm a parts worker. So every time, if whatever, whenever the season, whatever it is, parts never close because there's always a dealership. As long as the, I tell people as long as the dealership is open, I'm open. We don't close. We work every holiday with the exception of a few because that's the nature of your business. But in assembly, if your car ain't selling, you may have layoffs. You may have inverse layoffs. You may have all these things going on. So you always got to be Prepared. prepared. Like, I learned this year from my boyfriend, because he's at Trenton, and they have been laid off at least every other month or every, once a month or what for They've a week or two off. weeks. They've been laid off. Consistently. They've Consistently. been laid off. It. Well, no, his has been back and forth, back and forth. He's been going to work, he's been off. He's been going to work and he's been off. But this year has been more for him versus all the, because he's been there 10 years, versus all the other years previously. So for him financially, and he's a saver, this was a hard one for him because he's like, I saved, but I didn't have as much as I thought I had saved. So what do you do for those people that do save? And just, unfortunately, this year and last year was just so unprecedented My. that people didn't think. So let's just take this pandemic. This right now, I will hope, is a wake-up call for people because there may be a strike in the future. Yeah. Because the nature of our business, like right now, we ain't got no vehicles. We, ain't, we barely got any Parts coming in or supplies or the things that we need to keep our our lines running consistently, that could lead to a strike. So I hope everybody's taking the opportunity to see what's going on now and say, you know what, I do need to tuck away a little fifty dollars here, hundred dollars there, whenever possible, because you never know, because the nature of our business changes so frequently.
1: Yeah, I think that'd be an interesting topic to talk about even in the future. But I mean, I just when I guess I, I talk about strike different. and I see like like John Deere, Kellogg, like I don't just remember like. <laughs> All these different people, like the mm-hmm. Seven Up workers, people really just kind of like walking off and like we threw, we tired of this, you know. Not, not well, it's, why, it's encouraging. It's encouraging to me because it shows that we as workers we have power, and that and I don't want to. I mean, even though we are all UAW workers, this is not about the UAW or auto workers. It's about, and I don't even say even organized work. It's about just the working worker period. You know, we're talking about the the person who keep the doors open. That's what we're doing this for we're doing it for the person who on the bottom bottom of the i guess the bottom of the line um the the, the hotel workers you know the the fast food workers i mean mm-hmm. we want we want respect for everybody and um and and and, and the fight for 15 was was a was a organized it was an organized movement was a strike within its own self mm-hmm. you know so i mean i didn't even recognize that the mcdonald workers i remember many times seeing them on tv organizing and i guess my question is is we are workers we're organized workers where are we? Where are we to support those members? Where are we to stand with them but and not the and not go, and not go to those McDonald's when they don't want to you know do right? You know where are we? You know I mean I'm, I'm hearing more and more people talking about yeah I bought this off Amazon. I mean they're not organized. I mean I, but
0: people still go. I mean I hate to say people yeah they say you have to go to Walmart.
1: Exactly Walmart. <laughs> <and> I, <laughs> why, 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 I mean and that, but that but that's something it that it's the something that, but it I guess it's just something that, that I want us to talk about. You know I just want it to be a conversation whether we agree or don't agree. But let's get back yeah. to talking about at least some of our that's what I to be true values i mean we we more or less concerned about saving an extra dollar but i mean i'm an assembly worker and i I make i make a decent salary and i think i make a decent salary to the point where i should be able to support those people who support me you know i I have to spend money when you
2: when you when you when you say that you want to strike these people the the people and i i I agree with you you know we should be organized and able Mm -hmm. to support other people but what's the alternative when you don't go to these places and you don't have these opportunities? What are you gonna do? Just don't go.
1: Well, you—I mean, we you say Walmart, or something like that. I mean, well, Walmart I know, or Amazon. I'm, I'm talking buy- about Meijer. You know, you have you do have our yeah. alternatives. I mean, I'm just saying, honestly, especially with organized labor, and 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 I'm seeing a lot more. I just heard the other day on the news. That Starbucks, there are a couple of Starbucks workers. Mm -hmm. There's one, I don't know exactly what state it's in, but they're, they're organized and they're trying, they're attempting to organize. And you know, there's, um, what Amazon did down in Alabama. They talked about that at the conference Mm -hmm. we went to, how they were, and I just read the article the other day, the illegal things they were doing to keep people from organizing. I think we take it for granted being organized, how powerful that is, and especially now, with business needs, the workers is like this is the time now to start talking about organizing, organizing more, organizing, organizing, right?
2: Organize. But on on the flip side of that, but they inside are inside the it. inside of our our own organization, we have people that are saying let's get out because we're not organized. If you understand what I'm saying, when it comes to our plants, and they talk about the the representation that we have, and people just jumping out of the union that don't want to be in the union anymore you know that, i i get that's, that
1: but i'd rather have one than not have one I, I, all day, all day every day and i just think that i think there's there's so many conversations that need to be had and i think when people have problems with they're the they're, they're, what they call the union. I don't think they have it with the union. They have it. They have a problem with the personality because the concept of a union is awesome. Us against you, we're going to tear you up every time. You know what I'm saying? And, I, the, and So I the whole concept, so I think that. we need to, we need to a lot of the times get out of the personality or look past the personality, you know, because that gets us caught up a lot of times with us not want to support it, get out. Like, it's crazy. Why would you want to get out the organization and they're getting you profit share, they're getting you overtime, they're getting you paid holidays. Like, Come on you. I mean, so how
2: do you how do you feel like we should get because we do. That's the conversation we need to have. Sure it is. Because we sure. do have a lot of people that have said and have actually gotten yeah. out of the union, don't pay any dues anymore
1: and reap the benefits the union,
2: and reap the, reap the benefits. because you still have to be to some because you're on a union floor if you have an issue, you still have to be represented. Now okay. you might have to pay for your representation right there, but you still have to have representation. So, to my question to you is: This is an awesome concept, but how do we get people more involved? In, and that's the oh. that's the million dollar question that I, I have, everybody has. I get involved. There's end. a bunch
1: of answers I got, but I have one one good one. What's that? What we doing right here?
0: Yeah and i was gonna say exactly
1: I, what we're doing right here talking about it giving people the opportunity at least because a lot of people like you said there are a lot of younger workers who don't even older know workers too. It, it, older workers too but there are a lot of younger workers and, and older workers who don't even know who don't know anything about organizing or why it's important or they just taking my money i mean the 40-hour work week was, was because we have unions you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying i mean there's there's so many things that that
2: a lot we, of we, we take for really granted benefits. like
1: like like a company like FedEx, who reap all the benefits their workers do because yeah. of uh, the postal service and because of, of UPS. Yeah. You know, that's why FedEx pay what they pay. That's why Amazon mm-hmm. pay what they pay because because the if the postal know. workers have negotiated. So they you know they, right. they you know what I'm saying. So it's a lot. It, there are reasons for it, and I and I get and I get it. There are a lot of bad actors, uh, a whole more than what we should than what we need. For bad actors that's in the in the organization, but I, I blame the member. For like, for, do like, do. for what Don said, not being educated, not even knowing, not even being interested, right. and then just listen to your buddy and saying, "Yeah, I don't like him or I don't like her because of that." This our month. This is how I pay for everything that I get. You, you better right. know how everything right. about it. But at least thing
2: try. About it is you have to be the 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 thing about it is even at the point where people are saying, "I don't want to be involved." I don't. I agree with you. That that is their problem. You are the issue. But then you get them saying, well, I'm not the issue because nobody's told talk- I hear that so much. Nobody came and told me anything. Nobody and in- nobody informed me on how to do it. Nobody this and I feel like if it's something that you really want, mm-hmm. you're going to go out and find out about it. I feel like everybody who got a job, I don't care if it's a union job or it's a non-union job. When you get a job, you're supposed to read the paperwork, read the fine print. Cause you are signing onto a life-changing contract. That's gonna change your life when you get a job. And if you don't read the fine print, you don't read your contract, you don't you get into a lot of deep stuff.
1: Well, they have a they have a phrase, the devils in the details, and I'm gonna say this from my last profession before I did this, in, in retail sales, and people sign contracts all the time. Uh-huh. You know, when when you get caught in what we call the ether. And you mm-hmm. just be all happy, and yeah. you know, and it's just like sign here, sign yeah. here, because all you do is see yourself is ex- exactly yeah. all you see is spending that check. Uh, or oh, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm working for this company, yeah. and you start, you already got, man, I'm making this much money, and I'm mm-hmm. spending, it, I'm, and you, and your lifestyle has already changed yeah. in your mind. So you're not even thinking and worrying about what's you know, gonna happen. Yeah, but what's honestly, man, you know, I've been to school and things of that nature, and and honestly, being in the in the local, I mean, there's probably more studying you need to do. With your contract than it is actually, I ain't going to yep. say more, but it's just as much. And it's always changing. The always. laws are always changing.
0: That's, it's the laws. It's your contract. It's your book of letters. It's the, it's the multitude. And, and yes. I, I try to tell people, like, um, like we just had this whole situation about that quality bonus, a quality award. My building was the only one that got it. But your language states that your building meets a criteria. Not your local None of that is in there. It's your building. And for us, we have the Carlisle Report. You guys have— um,
1: can, can, Not to cut you off, but can you tell a quality bonus? What is that?
0: A quality bonus is something that the union negotiated basically to hopefully encourage people to do a quality job. That's what the quality is worth for. Because you did everything best to make sure your parts went out the door or that vehicle got to the dealership with— Few issues or none at all. Right. We gonna give you this bonus right because on. you did such a good quality job. Ba-
2: basically, is if you get wherever your building is or whatever you mm-hmm. making, if you get more good parts out than you do bad parts, you get a quality yes. bonus. Okay,
0: so it's a encourage you know basically encourage people to do a quality job. Right. Basically,
2: right.
0: So. In your, in your contract, and in your, I want to say it was in your, in the book of letters, which goes along with your contract, it stated your building must meet the criteria and then also audit. So with our buildings, we only had one building that did an audit. So in the past, under FCA, before we became Stellantis, they were nice enough or it was good. They paid everybody for one service of one building. Mm -hmm. Stellantis came in and they read the fine, they read the language. Based on your building, you get a quality bonus. So, and we have the Carlisle report. So, every facility for Mopar is is ranked on this Carlisle report, which determined why we got our thousand dollars. Everyone else was not ranked because they were never audited Mm -hmm. and they didn't they didn't meet both criteria. Yeah, you have to Mm. be on the same thing. Yeah, same thing with the assembly. Assembly, I think you guys use J.D. Power, so you're ranked different.
1: Right, right.
0: And every assembly plant. Didn't get the bonus or the same amount of bonus because of your ranking.
1: Right. There was somewhat of an a issue with yeah, the—, the ranking. I know Sterling Heights, they received mm-hmm. it. And I think as a benefit, I don't know, Warren Truck received it as well.
0: Yeah. Sure. Um, yep. At I one point,
1: exactly, it was up yeah. in question. People was wondering, but they did receive mm-hmm. it. You yeah, know, Trent, shout out to Warren Truck did. and mm-hmm. Sterling and Heights. Yeah, I for, think
0: Trenton received it as well. Yeah, for building that
1: Ram truck. Yeah, shout out to that
0: Shout out to him that So they did a petition— or I don't know how far they got with it because it was mainly for the Mopar workers, and I was very disappointed in my in the leadership that compelled the letter. <laughs> and the reason I was disappointed because instead of you using the actual cause of why your buildings could not meet the criteria, you use essential workers and basically every said basically in writing that we all deserved it. Because we worked and we was essential workers, we worked through the pandemic. Because we were the most part never shut down. But they try to peel, but they tried to peel not, to
1: their heartstrings or something like I'm that. that. Assuming,
0: was not, but, but that, it, was, but not that the, was not the just cause. What your reasoning should have been is due to the pandemic. We were unable. We were to unable. reach our targets. Right. So had we not been through a pandemic, if you
2: run the we numbers. would have right.
0: obtained our, our criteria. Right. So due to the fact of the pandemic, we believe our membership, sure. the 4,000 people are entitled because we were never given the opportunity to reach our targets due to the pandemic. So why didn't you go and help them? The girl, the letter came out Before I even knew about it Because I'm telling you <laughs> Because we had Her, a,
1: whole, her whole voice me and changed and her, her whole head. tone <laughs> yeah. She had it all together I'm, I'm, She's yeah. a girl But I think, I think That's think good going dis- to kind of but
0: I, but I was disappointed And this is something I tell people Like you said it earlier I'm looking at we all we about to wrap it up, but no, just to wrap it up on my end as people, if you are anybody in the union, no matter what type of union it is, educate yourself. Make sure you know your leadership know what the heck they doing along with yourself. But the thing about it is, <laughs> no, it, 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 it it's not even making sure your leadership
2: know. The bottom line comes down to the people exactly. who are electing the exactly. leadership themselves. Exactly. Let me tell you something Get the your ass in class form and learn what you, which what was going on in your building and your, because it's not just the book of letters. It's, that's not the contract. Mm-hmm. It's not no, the let's,
1: let's let's not just keep but this the to the auto workers because we're but talking, about I'm, I'm, I'm talking about that Meyer. Everybody, we're talking the about we talking about we're talking about UPS
0: because they got contracts. we're
1: talking about the United Logs States Postal Service. We're talking about the state government workers.
0: Yeah, all, all, of, them, all
1: of, of them. All of them. We are all I'm together every, on this. It's all about everything us.
2: Everything that you have to get involved and see if you're not involved in something, If you, if you in a, I always say a basketball game. I relate it to a basketball game. If you sitting up and you want to play in the finals. And you going to practice every single day, rain, shine. You practicing, you shooting that ball, you shooting that ball. When you get to the finals, you just gonna shoot. You gonna always make them shots most of the time. Ninety-five percent of the time, you gonna be on point. But if you not never come into the practice, mm-hmm. you ain't never going to the union meetings. You ain't never getting involved in what's going on in your, in your, in your facility. Whether you at Myers at. K-Mark, at Kroger at Chrysler wherever you at if you're mm-hmm. not involved you're not even you not you're not, e- you're not even in the game you're not even coming to practice you gonna automatically lose.
1: All right, well that was a good one to kind of wrap this up on on our on our first one, and I think we're gonna start giving our goodbyes on that. And um, I want everybody else to I guess to give a word or say something to the to our new <laughs> listening audience. Um, we'll start with uh, Don Bennett.
0: This is Don Bennett. Stay educated.
2: Oh, this is Toy Coleman. Hey, just keep it real. 100 all the time.
1: And we'd like to thank you guys for listening to us on our first initial This Is What We Do. And thank you once again. And see y'all next time.
0: This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com.
1: Welcome to the edition of This Is What We Do. Uh, my name is Stephen Kennedy, also known as Kennedy, just like the president. I'm here with a couple of, of the friends of our group. Uh, I'm going to have everyone introduce themselves, uh, where they're from, what their passion is, and tell them what we do. Starting with the, the one of the young ladies to my right.
0: Hello, my name is Dawn Bennett. Um, I'm with Local 1248. For, I shout out to all my UAW members, all, all my union members all out there trying to get it in. My main goal is to help you guys become more educated and work for your goal to become in the next position that you're looking to be in.
3: All right. My name is Charlotte Hollis. I'm from Local 1700, original from Local 140. I am the founder of the Pink Friday for the women. We would. Get together and wear pink on Fridays to support one another, look out for each other, and like just give a special word, see what kind of resources that we have for one another and to give gifts to one another just to spread love throughout the plant.
4: Wow, everybody got a beautiful intro. I got to work on mine. My name is um, Derek Mays, Local 1700. And I guess I would be considered a new hire or something like that. I came in 2017. What would that be considered?
1: tier two worker
4: tier two uh, tier two worker
0: contractually essential uh, that's right essential worker that's right,
4: that's <laughs> right. so many
1: different
0: labels it is that's right,
1: right. <laughs> so what's your answer to I guess
4: for sure oh and that's me that's what's up
1: <laughs> okay uh, once again my name is Kennedy I'm from UAW local 140 140 that's Warren Truck where we make the all brand new Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer we also make the classic Ram um this is this is a project. This is this is an idea that I had. This I'm an architect of this project, but this is not my project. This is the people's project. This is our project. This is a project for the friends that I have here. Hopefully, we our group grows as we go. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of different things. I'm going to talk about like how we met, which is uh, which at Wayne State. We're going to talk about different things about labor. We're we'll going to talk talk about some different things about ourselves. Uh, We're going to talk about what made us get involved. What was that one moment that said, hey, let's get involved? Because, you know, we're about organized labor. And even though everyone at this table is a UAW member, this is not a UAW thing. This is a labor thing. This is an organized labor. So, whether you're with the USCW, whether you're with the uh, steel workers, whoever you're with, um, we welcome everybody. We're just here to get some education. Like I said, we met in labor school in Wayne State University at uh, what's called Labor School, which is a two semester course starting out but also has advanced we also have another young man who was not here he was an actual professor in the in, in labor studies so his name is drone buckley shout out to him um, we wish him all the best um but dawn let's talk about what we got you involved i think she's probably our most seasoned veteran that we have here so she has a lot of knowledge Don bennett she ain't in it but uh tell us what got you involved what got you started
0: Um, I started back with the Chrysler back in 2000 when it was still Chrysler. Um, I would have to say I come from a family of union people, my father was a DPD, and you would think that was my my main reason of getting involved, but it was not. I actually was one of those people who worked in a non-union shop, (laughs) and when I came to Chrysler, I did feel that for a moment that everybody was lazy. But it took me to come across a lot of old heads and a lot of people within my union at that time, my organization, to school me and to teach me how to understand what the union was and the foundation of the union. And it's the foundation that drives me. The union, when it was started, was all about family, community, and they worked together collectively to help the union become what it is today. Without the community, it would be no us. So it's because of that that foundation that I got involved. I actually started running for positions and actually getting on a lot of committees because it just just knowing you helping someone other than yourself it makes you feel good inside.
1: All right, Charlotte, do you have a in particular event that made you want to get involved or made you want to be organized or what brought you to want to educate yourself, make yourself better, uh, learn about your rights, learn how to be respected? Learn how to um, to get a livable wage and and better better yet some of the profits of what they earn. You know.
3: Yes. Well, I used to be in healthcare. Then I went from healthcare to education, and um, I heard about Chrysler. They was you know union. You can get benefits. They pay for your um, child's uh, college. Also, they pay for your education. And I said, well, that's something that that's a, a place that I want to be because they have a union and it seems like they look out for. It their people. So I left education and I would say my first check that I received from Chrysler, it was like more than I usually get when I was working as a paraprofessional. And I just was like, well, I really couldn't understand. Like if I'm educating the kids, you know, this is something they're our future, but I'm at Chrysler and I'm putting in two boats in a truck and I'm making more. And plus my benefits are paid for. When I was in education, I had to pay like about eighty dollars every two weeks out of my check for my um health care or whatever. But oh. so I realized that working with the UAW, they have a union where they fight for their people to have you know um, health coverage and education. And what made me get involved and wanted to t- like to go to Wayne State and learn about my rights and everything was because working on the you know working at the plant. I realized that some things that was going on that I didn't agree on. And I just wanted to get further educated so when I opened my mouth, I know what I was saying. You know, they couldn't just get anything over on me. And I found myself a lot of times educating my team members the people that I was working with. Like, hey, you know, you could, you know, talk to your steward or you need to talk to your committee man or, you know, this is your right. So um, I found it very educational and helpful for me. Yep.
1: Charlotte. Um, D Mays, Derek Mays. Sir, yes what's sir. What's your story, baby? About how I got involved with what made you want to get involved? Right, what what, right. what was that spark? What was that initial thing that said, hey man, let me let me go ahead and find out what's going on. Just not come to work every day, get my check and go home. No, it's a little bit more complex than that.
4: Right. It it was a series of things. You know, when I first came, I started in Warren Truck and they were so established and the union culture was ingrained in them where uh, for whatever they not, I don't know. But for me, I saw a union that you hear about before you get to Christ where they were strong, they stuck up for each, they stuck up for each other. The people on the line would stick up for you, right? So that's what I was used to. So the union was just so – the plant was just so big to me. I never imagined, like, I would want to – you know what I'm saying? Get involved. But when I went to Local 1700, it was different. You know what I'm saying? And – let me ask you right yeah. quick. Y'all
1: say local seventeen hundred for people out there. Local seventeen hundred. What is that? What what, what product do they that? make? Yeah, what is that? Uh,
4: the Ram
3: truck. Sterling Heights assembly yeah. plant. Oh, Sterling Heights assembly yeah, we, plant. Yeah, You know, and where is
1: that?
4: Sterling
3: Heights.
1: But I mean, is it on what road? Where is that at? It's on It's on
3: Van Dyke. I think it's sixteen
4: mile metro parking. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah.
1: All right. I'm sorry, bro. Uh
4: no problem. No problem. So anyway, you gotta make the ram, right? Yeah, we make yeah. the ram truck, yes sir. Right. Moneymaker. Yeah, the money, money maker. maker. Yeah. Yeah. JD
1: Power wonder, I think. Yeah, yeah. For, sure, right for sure, for
4: sure, for sure. You want me I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I just wanted you to get your, your shot off. Okay, all right, here we go. I mean, it, yeah. it pay our
1: bill, so you know, yeah, I, every no time doubt. I hear about it, you know. No doubt, no doubt. I want to plug it if I can. For sure. Right?
4: Yeah. So, so anyway, you know, just, just going there and just day to day things that like like Charlotte said, you have to you put yourself in a better position where you're able to speak up for yourself. You know what I'm saying? And I want to be able to speak up for myself and articulate, you know. Um just what I was feeling and also had some literature to back it up. So that's what kind of pushed me to the labor school.
1: Right on, right on. Yeah. Um well myself, um, I guess I've been dealing with cars since nineteen ninety eight. Um if in one form or another, but I do come from a union family. My 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 family came from the state of Alabama and pretty much came to the state of Michigan just due to the paying jobs and, and that's why I'm here to this day. Uh my father was able to send us to college, me and my my siblings on a on a nice. union wage. Nice. Um and actually while I was in school, I started. I started in the car business. I started in the retail end of the business. And basically on that end, um, it was like what you killed is what you what you ate. You know, so was, the harder you work, the more you made, but I mean, you had to be there. You know, and, and sometimes you were there a whole day and you may not make anything. It was a commission business, so it was a sink and swim business. I did it for a long time. Um, but it was a type of business where you had to take a lot of stuff from people just to get paid. You know, people would say different things to you and say talk bad to you. But you had to take it because that's how you got paid. You know, regardless, they can say whatever they want. But at the end of the day, my job was to say yes, sir, no ma'am, no ma'am, yes, sir, and a tap dance and so they could pay me, you know. So um I had the opportunity to get into the, I guess, organized labor, get into the plant, get to Warren Truck. And I was just gonna check it out for a while and I got involved I, I got into the plant. You know, my check came every week. I got I was a little bit different. You know, I have to at the end of the day when I punched out, that was it. No one was calling my phone saying I need a title or my car broke or calling me some type of name, calling me a crook or threatening to beat me up or something like that. So, I mean, it, it got a little easy. Like she, like Charlotte said, my benefits were paid for. And so it was just something I decided to stick with. And that's something I'm glad I stuck with. But what initially got involved, I guess my family is what got me involved because I come from a family that that was involved. I have an auntie who was heavily involved in the union. And she told me the union had good jobs. So hey, I took it for what it was. But um. One thing I do wanna say is that when they say the union and get involved in things of that nature, we all know that we are the union. There is no particular the union than us. I mean, we are the union. So when I guess they say what's got us involved, we was involved from day one once we started paying bills or once we started paying our dues. So we were all involved. But um, moving along to that, we wanna talk about, uh, I guess the catalyst of this, which was Wayne State Labor School, where we all met. Fortunately, we were all in the same classroom. We went through a course of the classes, and we just developed a bond. Going we through different classes and different uh, seminars, and we would get together and have these interesting conversations. It seemed like it was a bunch of different people with different, with with very diverse opinions, you know. But we all had one focus. We all was in organized labor. So I thought, let's say, hey, let's put this on, on the air, stream it to people, and see if we can make it grow, and see if we can do something to help educate ourselves. Uh, so, Dawn. Uh, Anything in particular, did you have anything about Labor School that that you were interested in that, that caught your eye that some what did that you did not know that you found out? Because, like I said, you are a pretty well seasoned veteran who knows a lot and you will find out as the weeks and we go on. A lot of times if we don't know the answer, Dawn will have an answer. She will get the answer, absolutely. <laughs> so this was that's what makes us integral to a part of the team.
0: I would say for me, it was interesting in being um a union member for over 20 years and never knew about labor school. Um, Just so happened, I don't even think I ever saw it posted on the board until I decided to go this one time. My tuition assistance rep, which is a union job, which is a union appointed job, um, mentioned it at a union meeting, and I was like, wow. To me, it was new, not knowing that several other um, leaders over the years had gone there. Um, but like I said, I've always been about educating myself. More so, not even just me, hopefully be able to help the new generation coming in navigate. Because I know how it was for me. People automatically assume you know more than you do. So instead of being that, that person that assumed that you know something, I wanted to be the person to tell you what you needed to know. So when I signed up, luckily... I ended up in this wonderful class that had some wonderful debates. Right. You know, we didn't. And I think the fact that we were able to disagree, but still be able to be cool after the fact. It was
4: necessary to be able to disagree. It is. You know what I mean? It's For for our own growth. Yeah, exactly.
0: And I was able to learn a lot from other people who, because I, like you said, I am seasoned. And it's because you are, because I am seasoned, sometimes you get lost.
1: Right. And right. you
0: forget what the beginning was like. Right, right. So it's good that I come in and I got Derek, I got Charlotte. They're on the beginnings of their career mm-hmm. and I'm on the end of mine.
1: Right, right. And right. because
0: I can have that that dialogue, mm-hmm. it helps me not only, I guess, better myself, enhance my knowledge, it also helps me to be able to hopefully be a better catalyst for other people.
4: Mm-hmm. And if, if I can add to you, you had the the right temperament you know what i mean yeah. to be able to embrace us to be able to encourage us you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. to kind of smooth us
1: out yeah cuz it can it can that the the it can get kind of touching you know yeah, you know in the facilities that we work in because it's, inside where we work is, is i tell people all the time it's not the real world you know the real world is something different than where we work you know mm-hmm. where we work um things just are just work a tad bit different you have a disagreement with your your coworker you don't go to your directly to your supervisor you go to your your representative. No, exactly. You know, you go to your you don't you don't you're not looking to get somebody put up out of there. You're looking to resolve the issue and keep as many jobs as possible. Our job is as as a union is to have as little amount of work and as many workers as we can. And their job is as a corporation to have as little amount of workers, as much as workers they can put on each individual worker. So, you know, we gotta keep them honest and we gotta know that even though we have a disagreement with our brother and sister in the facility, we all on the same team. Regardless, no matter what, no matter how much we dislike each other or we mad each other, when it comes down to it, that supervisor is not our friend, okay? I mean, we're supposed to work and make a good product with that supervisor, but their job is, you know, they have a job and you have a job too. And if it's if the person you're working with you don't like, mm-hmm. you got to figure out a way out to get along with them to an extent. At least go through the right channels, you know, but don't, you know. Yeah, you I
4: like that better going through the right channels through the right because channels. ideally we are brothers and sisters but that don't always play out like that.
0: I was gonna say I, I don't I don't um go into the supervisor not your friend. Only reason I don't is because I've had some good supervisors, I had some bad supervisors. I've had some who had my back sometimes better than people that should have had my back. Exactly. But I do understand mm-hmm. The benefit of having your contract and understanding your knowledge is that you can't trip me up.
1: What did you say? Your what? Your knowledge. Your contract. Your
0: contract and your knowledge that you can't be tripped up. Because there are always going to be someone out there who's going to say, well, I interpret this this way. Right. You're going to interpret that way. But the thing is, the reason you have a book is that so you can go back and you know, make sure what you say matches. We don't have to always be friends. We don't always have to agree. But we can learn to. Use what we know as our tool to make sure the next person coming up understands that I have this, and because you have this, the supervisor or even some of your committee, even some of your your union people, right, can't get you caught up because we do get lost in the, lost in the sauce. Right. Like I stated earlier, the good thing about. Labor school for me was, and I think Sister Moon said it best, you learn from the new generations coming in.
1: Shout out to Sister Moon. She was the greatest.
0: She was. She after, is the greatest. She is the greatest. Is
1: the greatest
0: right. Right. She yeah, Because I I came in 2000. When I came in, it was a different culture, mm-hmm. and I went through a different shakeup than some of the people coming in now. Mm-hmm. So what I see from, you know, after the bankruptcy versus somebody's coming in who never experienced it, y'all have a different take, so all I can do is say at the end of the day, the good thing about this course it makes me better. It made me a better union person in a lot of cases, it made me a better person because you are learning to be more open minded with other people. It don't have to be union people, it can just be people in general because right. when you go to those a lot of those conferences, like you stated, it's not just u a w it's it's steel workers, it's mm-hmm. people who's learning how to establish a union because some of them people ain't all union, and right. some of them may be smaller unions than you. And it don't have the benefits or the perks that you do, but you're able to congregate with them people and maybe assist those people or make them stronger or even support them in their needs. because as I think we started in our last our last podcast is learning that as unions, it's a multitude of us, and we all have to learn how to work collectively in order to have a better life. right. Yeah.
3: Right. And what I wanted to say was, um done. I think that you are so amazing because you started in, did you say 2000? Yeah. Yes. And I have met so many other people that worked with the UAW, been there for like 20 years, and they can be like grouchy. They don't want to get involved in nothing. Oh, forget the union. And I'm like, we make up the union. What do you mean? You know, but for you to still be like caring and loving, like still full of like have a good spirit and outgoing and want to learn more and just continue to grow it's just like, I mean, your spirit, you are such a beautiful person.
0: What we ain't going to do is try to make Dawn cry today. That's like, <laughs> not <laughs> <laughs>
3: true.
0: No, I get but it. you are. I
3: mean, it's just like you just, you know, right. just just coming in. Right. Still, just humble and... Right. and Almost you know, like a
4: guy... <laughs> almost like a guy. You know what I mean?
3: Well, I did
0: hold that role for like two well, turns.
1: Uh, I, I, I do want to I do want to speak to a lot of what uh, Charlotte said, uh, people who've been there and, and against the, the union and things that, or not against. Or, I just think it's just people who are just kind of like, they're not upset with the union concept because the union concept is, is great. You know, all of us against one person, we're going we gonna to tear them up. You know, right. I, I think they just kind of. Ideally. Yeah, you know, but it's. It's the personalities. It's the it's the personalities that you have a problem with. Yeah. So you know, we all as as union paying members, we need to stop. Um, I guess speak to about the union in a very positive way, and it's just personalities that we have a problem with, and it. it's not the actual the concept. You know.
0: Right, like not.
1: And he looking yeah. at me
0: too. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I he was. Saw, me. I mean, I will say this, and this is why I tell, I try to teach people at the beginning, you are the foundation. So if you as a member don't do your part, then you get stuck with those that you believe are incapable of representing you. You know, sometimes it's like back in high school. Oh, you my friend, so I'm gonna vote for you. Mm-hmm. But sometimes your friend may not be the person to do the duty. They may not yeah. follow through on the job. So you got to be willing to make that decision, or even tell your friend, no, no, no beef. I mm-hmm. still love you, mm-hmm. but this for you. This person is a better candidate well, than you. Well. Mm-hmm. But or th- this position isn't for you. Yeah. Or you don't have enough knowledge. Because sometimes it yeah. or, or, don't or, be the person, it be the lack of understanding and lack of knowledge.
4: Or, or or, in a lot of cases, it's not just the knowledge, it's the passion. You know what I mean? That's too. It takes a lot of passion and something, you know, you have to have a fight in you to do this type of job. hmm You know?
1: But it's also other things besides the people. It's the, it's the benefits. I mean, you know, you get health benefits, you get... You you know, uh, discounts on the health clubs. You get. Uh, I mean, you get a lot of benefits that you don't even know about. We we gonna talk about. We gonna talk yeah. about tuition assistance. We are gonna talk about getting money to go to school. But, but I think We're that also everything... talk about scholarships that they offer. I mean, so mm-hmm. it's a lot of things that in this whole union concept It's just not the the personality and the people that. Make it that you know we may have leadership that maybe you may disagree with but the 40-hour work week um profit sharing there's a lot of things that the union concept that we can praise and say hey good thing good job you know and, and we have to work on a personality in our own individual maybe our own individual locals or even on the national level because you know we just had one man one vote that's right. another yeah. big thing that we can right. talk about yeah. you know that was a, a big thing that just passed recently where the old concept of you voting for a delegate and the delegate going down to the convention and voting who's going to be our leader um that time is coming to an end. It's coming yeah. to the point now where the individual will have the actual right. I mean, will have the actual power. I um, mean, it's gonna be a more of a democracy. A direct more, vote. Yeah, direct vote more more versus a republic. You know, you vote. You know, it's gonna be more of a more democratic type thing. So.
0: Yeah. Well, what you I'm oh. sorry,
4: go ahead Charlotte I, was, I, I thought Derek was going to oh. say something I, I'll find, just like double dutch, I'll find <laughs> somewhere to jump
3: in But I wanted to like touch on what Derek said in the beginning, he said when when we were at Local 140, when he was at Local 140, he was saying how the union seemed to be more organized and more mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. and then when we went to Local 1700 Sterling Heights Assembly Plant, I noticed because it was so huge and it was like 4,000 more people it was kind of like Trying to find out, okay, who's your steward? Who's the committee man? Like trying to have that same family uh, closeness like we had at local 140. But I would say.
4: Or, or even more so a presence.
3: Yeah. You know, so yeah. I, I want to say like maybe it was like 4,000 people at Warren Trucks to like 8,000 at Sterling Heights Assembly. So I'm thinking like the, the larger the crowd. The more, like the harder, like we as the union should try together, like try to get more yeah. close. But it we, got, we have to get
1: that story a little yeah. more context because when when you guys made the local 140, um they were already running. They already had a vehicle, and when you end up going to Sterling Heights, it was like all brand new. There, there was you know an, an influx saying? of a um, lot of there, workers. There was all brand new. There was that building had just started back up and running. So you know to get established and things like that. I mean. Um, but that, but it, but they time. already
4: had. They already had. Uh, it was a little bit more. Uh, yeah, I was going to
3: say because by the time I went, yeah. they were already up and running, and they was like building the Ram trucks like nonstop. And, and you, you know? have
4: twenty-year members that's you been know. at shop. You know what I mean? So it, true. There probably was a, a learning curve and adjustment period, but just overall, there was there was no urgency for a union presence. You know what I'm I am saying? Know,
0: I know what I was told. Some of the some of the issues were. Because when they opened up SHAP, they did take people from Warren Truck right. and other locations. I think a good number from Warren Truck. Right. So it was a, yeah. a bumping of the power, yeah, that, if that's the way to say it. Because that's you too. had people come in from Warren Truck and say, we do it this way. And then you got SHAP people saying, no, yeah. we do it this way. So yeah. that sometimes messes up the dynamic of what your union could be. Yeah. Because now I've been, I, I was maybe a rep at this building. I want to be a rep at this building. Well, right. I've been a rep at this building for right. no. Right. For right. a lot it. of those things. Right. are You know, maxed up. Right. You got to learn how to yeah. maneuver.
1: Mesh yeah. cultures. I yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: that wasn't the problem, though. The problem was
0: <laughs> we had a
4: leadership that was unwilling to to uh, be a presence. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And this was way before we even came. And, and the talk is it's always been like this. They said that the product wasn't really selling and the union never really tapped into whatever power they were supposed to have. You know. Okay. So at, you know, it's,
0: at the at SHAP? SHAP, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah.
4: So this is kinda of ingrained in their in their culture. Not to yeah. be yeah. you know what I'm saying? Not to be a, a union with the present. So
3: Right. And and yeah. I do my best not to like criticize or judge someone else. But That's I just true. felt the difference. You know what I mean? I felt the yeah. difference from Being with four thousand people to eight thousand people, the presence of the union. Yeah, you know, I just felt the difference. So I'm saying it. it Maybe y'all are the benefit. You know,
0: maybe you you maybe you are a necessity that you have yet to tap into.
4: Yeah, Mark, well, can uh, say be the change that you want to see in, well, a, well, in on the U.S.
1: On the other end, you guys come from such a large building, but our sister Dawn right here, she comes from 1248, <laughs> which is a – what kind of facility is 1248? It's not an assembly. It is a
0: oh. – Um Luckily for Mopar, mm-hmm. we are the only ones. And stealing. Mopar is – I'm going to explain. So, Mopar is a parts plant. So, for you, any of you guys that knew way back when you had Motorcraft and I forgot what the other – I think Delco – those are all the other part companies for Ford and GM. Well, luckily, I think because Mopar has such a high you know, presence mm-hmm. in NASCAR and so many other things, we are the only parts facility still attached to our parent company. Mm-hmm. Um, Mopar is year round with the exception of a few. Like I think I told my brother uh, when we had our Zoom call, mm-hmm. I will be working on next week because as long as the dealership is open, Mopar is open. It's going to be a new venture for me next year, though, because on this Valentine's Day of all days will be my last day at Mopar, and I will be entering to MAC
1: what? as a pipe fitter. And what oh is MAC? <laughs>
0: Congratulations.
1: Shout out, Congratulations. Shout out to the pipe fitter. And what yes. is MAC?
0: Mopar. MAC is make the Wagoneer. They're no, assembly plant. They, yeah. the, uh,
1: they make, make the, the Wagoneer. 140. Oh, they, they make, make the, the new Jeep. The, the, new Jeep, Jeep the Jeep L. Yeah. Shout out to MAC Engine. Yes. I don't know what their local number is, but shout out to them. I don't know what their They're local number is either. Yeah. yeah, they got a lot of new workers over there. Shout yeah. out to them. A lot of them came from Warren of Truck. They said you know, they Warren Truck is where we do it. Mack so.
0: Engine, the Country Club. That's where it, it might be because you know when <laughs> so I so talk about
1: motor parts again.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought shop was when I first did my tour of shop when shop was um in the process of becoming. Yeah. They hadn't even opened. It's a nice plant. It's a nice plant. It's a nice, clean, big yeah. plant.
3: Yeah, big plant, y'all. But no country club.
0: Well, <laughs> you know, let them tell it Mopar is Mopar is a retirement village. <laughs> oh, okay. That's where I wanna go. <laughs> um, but you know, I like the topic if y'all don't mind that we just discussed a moment ago. I think, mm-hmm. like you said, be the change that you want. Right. And I think with SHAP, maybe right now, because there is a struggle, there's a new a lot of new generations coming in mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. are fighting for more. Uh-huh. And then you have traditional workers who feel they have fought and fought and fought and still haven't got their just do. Uh-huh. And it's hard to find a common ground between the two. So I, I, got, I try to encourage my That's where my good local. leadership
4: come into place, though. You it know what does. I mean? And
0: sometimes good leadership struggles mm-hmm. because you can't be a good leader if you don't have people around you that's going to be. Exactly,
4: exactly, exactly.
0: You know, sometimes well, it's your it's your team that makes yeah, you the leader. It's yeah. not you the person. Yeah. It's those that you surround yourself with. Yeah. And sometimes people get misled mm-hmm. or some people lose their focus or forgot why they got into it to begin with. But it's us as the leadership sometimes that need to test some of these people or, you know, try to encourage them or find other ways to get this person to be what, they, what they're going to be. Because some things may never change. They may always have the crowd that's going to come out and vote. But you got to figure out how can I maneuver mm-hmm. within, the, with, within the space that I have available to me, mm-hmm. which isn't always easy, mm-hmm. which also in the end will make you a better person. Right. You know, so right. it's it's complex because I see it in my local as we start getting more and more new people coming in. You know, we see them differently and they see us differently because I'm a worker. I do this and I do that. And there's certain things they they don't vision that way. Right. Like now, if you look at the workforce, most of the workforce nowadays barely want to work 40 hours a day. They think that's a
1: week. A week.
0: Thank you. A week. But so how do you maneuver in that? Because we have a different culture all over. Right. You know, so I I like. So so
4: it's a generational gap.
0: It's a generational gap.
4: Yeah, sometimes. Yeah
0: you know, I always I would like to see more locals come up with programs that that is geared or maybe even some committees that are geared to bridging the gap. Right. Because like myself, I got hired in 2000. I think the people before me, I had a big hire in 99 and then mm. another huge hire in 96. Uh-huh. But then under me, I have the next hiring person may not be into 2012, 2015. Wow. I think 15. Wow. So that's like a five year difference between me and them. And we have in them five years the world has changed. Right,
4: right, right, right. right. So how right. do you
0: get those people to meet you where you are, but right. at the same time, I gotta be willing to meet you where you are.
4: Right, right, right. It's a struggle. Right. And and, and I've noticed that too. I, I see that there's no there's no urgency with developing the the new leadership or even um plugging people in that wanna be engaged. Just like our topic is is labor school, right? Like how often have you went to labor school and been able to bring information and plug it into your union and see them take it off with it? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. really not involved with that type of stuff. It's like a procedure. Well, that's
1: kind of left up on you too. I mean, you have an opportunity. You can you can disseminate the information yourself. You don't have to wait for. I mean, something as simple as just like basic information talking about you know, your your wage rights or you know, different legal cases or talk about what the National Labor Board... I mean, you can just... You can get that information out yourself. You can bypass... Yeah,
4: and you could do that. You could do that. You know? I mean, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we don't have to... We don't have yeah. to put it
1: necessarily on them. Like, when we keep on saying the, our union things, we talking about ourselves. We're talking about everybody sitting at this table is what we're talking about. You know, we really talking about ourselves. So, no, when, no, we talk, no, when we no. talk about our shortcomings, we got to look at ourselves. Because
4: because if you don't acknowledge the problem, and you're not solving the problem. You know what I'm saying? And people won't be willing to speak up. You
1: feel me? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well, well, I'm going to, um, I'm not going to cut that, but, you know, we just had another one of our Tornado members t- touch down, Tornado Toy. Uh, we want you to introduce <laughs> yourself uh, coming into the party, coming to the table. Toy Coleman, we want you to introduce yourself. Where are you? Uh, Where your location? Are you? What's your local? And, I mean, what, you know, what got you involved? What was that moment that got you involved?
2: Um <laughs> I'm still getting over tornado toy. Tour. Tornado
1: toy. You know so you know why I, I call you that. Yeah, another so another one. But
2: uh one. another one. Right. Uh, hey everybody out there. My name is Toy Coleman. Uh I am with local three seventy two currently. I've been I've been uh in quite a few locals over my tenure. Hello, local nine sixty one
1: local what is line, local 961
2: that is intro yay yay one truck what's up 140 <laughs> um 1700 that's Shap. and now i'm with 372
1: and 372 is uh
0: trend engine
1: yeah trend engine. Trent engine. and what are you what do you do over there at trend engine
2: no, Trent Engine, Trent Engine, all right. Hey, Trent Engine. What
1: do you do over at Trenton
2: Engine? I work. And mm. what? Trade. Okay. Well, no, no, I'm, a tra- I'm a skilled trade apprentice. You guys. So that's what I'm trying to. That's what I'm trying to get to. Hey. So,
1: so we got yeah. we we have uh, new hires, and we even have skilled trade workers up in here. So we got a, yeah. a wide perspective. We got people in the middle. So. It's well, open I'm, for I'm, any and I'm, everybody. I'm,
2: I'm I'm considered a new worker, believe it or not, because I'm new into the skilled trades. Okay. So I came in on day one seniority in the skilled trades, not at uh, the facility Chrysler or uh, oh, Stellantis now, FCA. Uh, I have 24, 25 years now, but I'm, I only have like six, seven months as a skilled trades person. All right. Um, I'm enjoying it Learning uh, Pipe fitting Learning how to uh, uh, They call it a man's world Mm -hmm. You know uh, Skill trades And it was Just recently that Women were even Really allowed to get into the trades Before it was all men All Caucasian men at that Um, Not a lot of Um Black men in the trades, not a lot of minorities at all, and certainly not a lot of women. I only re- remember when I first started uh, Chrysler, then, uh, 25 years ago, it was one woman that I knew that was a skilled trades person. She worked uh, at Lynch Road with me, and she kind of encouraged me to get in the skilled trades then, but at that time, they were not accepting us we couldn't take a test or anything um, to get into the trades. So now, 25, four and a half years later, I'm a pipe fitter. All right now. um, Working hard over at Trenton Engine, learning the trade, meet new people. Um, Over there, they have a, a big layoff. I mean, they've been laid off for months and months and months because of the chip situation. And Since they make engines, we know where that's, you know, kind of here and there sometimes. So it's an up and down thing. But I'm enjoying being a a tradeswoman. I have a lot of good journeymen training me over at Engine. I mean, shout out to Rondell Sherman and Mike Byers and Willie. I don't know Willie's last name, but you guys know who I'm talking about. And Tim and Tom, all you guys I work with, shout out to you. And thanks for everything you're doing for me, helping me out. Um, I, I've i always been a part of the labor. Um, when I came to school at Wayne State, when was that, when we graduated, and.
4: 12, 19, 20? 19, 20.
2: 20. When I was in this 20. class, this was my second time going through um, labor school. Um, and so I, why'd
1: you do it twice?
2: Because, I mean, I'm going to do it a third time. Uh, I did it because labor and um, laws change rapidly. Okay. And in um today's trend, if you looking at CNN, MSNBC laws going up and down, you gotta, you know, dig out what what is, what is not. And you have to also understand that in labor, we just don't depend on our contract to get us over. You have to also look at the laws of the land because they play a big part. You have to look at the people that you uh elect into office at the local level, the state level, and the federal level. it All of it plays a part. You know, bills being signed, all that affects people that work, um, especially unionized people. It affects us a lot. Um, so going to labor school the second time helped me to understand a lot what's changed since 1998. Mm-hmm. You know, it was 2000 and Nineteen.
4: What's the biggest change you've seen since two thousand eight?
2: Two thousand since I went the first time.
4: Yeah. What's the biggest change you've seen
2: in the labor force? Yes. Or what, what biggest change in what? What do you What do you mean? And where? Labor.
4: Like, have we made any advancements as far as we dealing with management or the company? Any advancements? Any losses? What have you noticed?
2: Well, I mean, we lost. We lost our cola We We. Uh, I look at because I'm an independent. Um. I look at the when it comes down to voting and things like that. I look at it like if my pocket has not made any advances when it comes to my wealth, my financial stability, taking care of my family, we haven't made much of a change, you know. Because if you can't, if you going to work and you working forty hours a week, some of some of us work eighty. I know people that work hundred ten hours a week, mm-hmm. and your rate of pay has not gone up. Your pockets haven't gotten any fatter. You working harder now than you worked 25 years ago to catch up. Not too much has changed. You know what I'm saying? So interesting. you have to, I look at it in a dif- different perspective than some people look at it, you know, when it comes to labor, you know, what did Obama do when he was in office? What is, what is this? What is, what are you doing? <laughs> what have you done to change Anything in labor Anything in your surroundings In your community You know mm-hmm. What what did you put into this What they gonna say From the time you were born To that period at the end What's, Which have you done in between To help anybody in your community but, That's but just of as labor as, Just
4: as a movement though As a labor movement As a structure As this force that's working on our behalf mm-hmm. You know what I mean what have we done? What have we gained or lost? Not the individual, just as the movement, the body, the organization. Well, we lost. Have we gained ground or lost ground?
2: I mean, if you think you have to look back to, the, we we fighting the same fights that my great granddaddy fought. So, do you think we changed? You well, we, you know, we, I was wow. always taught it's, it's a it's a
1: everyday fight. I yeah. mean, so it's it's constantly. It's not just like. I guess, what have you gained? What have you lost? It's an everyday fight. And I didn't understand until I actually got into the facility what it means you got to fight for your job every single day. But my question so so is,
4: are we why? Seeing, are we seeing an everyday fight? Why? Are we but, seeing that? but the
2: question I mean, is not that you, we already know it's a fight. And I agree with you, it's a fight every day why but why why should you have to fight every day to keep your job why should you i don't think everybody does
1: have to fight every day to keep their job but it's a constant fight in the sense that if you're not moving forward you're moving you if you stand still you're not moving you're moving backwards you understand uh, what i'm saying we was talking about that before you got if if you're not advancing was that you said your mother Mm -hmm. said that if you're not advancing Mm -hmm. you know i mean i don't know exactly what you say what it was
0: I don't know. But <laughs> give it to your mama. Ask, her. Hey, ask your mama. See right there. Right you, well, you have to move forward. Right. In essence. If you're not
4: advancing, you just Mr Miss hey. Cheryl, ladies and gentlemen, that
1: was a Right, Ms. shout out to Miss Cheryl Dawn's yeah. mother sitting in the yeah. background. But mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean I guess it is a it's a everyday fight. And when I guess when, when D May say, you know, well what have we won I mean, what have we have gained or what have we lost? I think it's just a constant fight. And if we not if we're not pushing, we getting pushed back. So it's just like you just gotta keep it up. And it and it's like and I, and our advantage that we have is, it's so many of us. So it ain't like we gotta do it every single day, all day. If everybody just did their little part and their little advancement, you know, we'll win. You know what? I wanna
0: like, say this real quick, not to cut you off, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But Toy made a valid point. See, we all talk about what happens in the house, which wherever your local is, is your house. But there's other things that play in your house that affects your house. I mean, outside your house that affects what's on the inside. So back when we had bankruptcy, mm-hmm. Well, Chrysler was probably about to go under. <laughs> and it thinks it was going to go under back in 2008. It would not have been a Chrysler. It would not be you.
4: So, so, let so me no, fin- no, no, uh-huh. no, no, wait, wait, no wait,
0: wait. Wait. I, me, just, I just want to talk a little. Go ahead. Let me finish. Go ahead. All right. So, what we did, which is where I sometimes I think the division comes between, as they say, the us and the thems, mm-hmm. we, con- we gave up a lot of concessions, mm-hmm. which was our cola which was our ra- our raises, mm-hmm. for a period of time. For a long For a long period. Almost 10... Mm-hmm. Years. Well, it was deep. For almost, almost 10 years. So, but we did what we did, as you said. We ha- It's a continuous fight. So we took the sacrifice to live another day. And it's because we live another day you guys were able to come in after the fact. Mm-hmm. And we're still fighting because now we're at a point where we are... Now that we're getting even stronger, we're fighting for all of us to be at the same pace again. Mm-hmm. So... But it's the laws that sometimes that come in that hinders your movement.
1: Right. Shout out to voting.
0: So I'm going to say Bob King, and I'm going to let you listen. Okay. I'm going to hear you. I got you. Bob King, and I don't know, Toy remember, before Right the Work came in, Bob King pushed Proposal Mm 2, which was the ballot box to benefit the union. Mm -hmm. It was our governor at the time, which was not, who was the one? Rick. Snyder. it was snyder who went behind the door and said forget what y'all talking about i told wait. you not to push proposal two and since you push proposal two i'm signing this bill for right to work so there's always oh, yeah. a battle sometimes we lose sometimes we win but sometimes the biggest issue that we have amongst us as union people is that we don't tell our stories
2: but but you but when you say when you said. He went behind the door. Remember,
0: because they said he uh, Snyder locked himself in his office. Right.
2: Okay. And decided
0: to sign the bill for right. Okay, to work. but
2: but that was not like Snyder just said. Okay, I'm going to sign this right. bill. It was. Not it to was. A,
0: it was already on the table. It
2: was. It was all. It was something that everyone ag- agreed upon. And see, that's that's sometimes the issue that we don't really. I agree. Say what's really the truth if we're gonna be transparent about things. But well, I means just going
0: we to, got to be transparent. No, about I just everything. went to the just the, the bottom line at the end of the deal. At the end of the day, is that Bob King did something that he didn't want him to do.
4: So, just my and be, question. And
0: that was the result of it. Well, yeah. well, we can,
4: okay. Go ahead. Okay, go on into. I just want to go back. You said that when the 2008 bankruptcy <laughs> happened, the company went into survival mode. Right? Did the union go in survival, into survival mode?
0: The concessions was
4: our survival mode. I mean, but, I don't but, know if that was our survival mode as as much as it was their reaction to what the company told them.
2: But the thing about it is, you have to look at the whole picture. Two thousand eight. Think about it now. There's, There's a, a lot of stuff about two thousand eight. was horrible. And what was going on in two thousand eight? And before even two thousand eight. Before two thousand eight, when you talk about the unions, there were things that was that were going on in the union that we didn't know about. Mm-hmm. behind closed doors, mm-hmm. okay?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And then we go 20, 25 years later and we see the result of what was going on back in two thousand. So
4: it was a lot of bad stuff so going it, on?
2: It, it, it's, it's
4: Corruption and stuff like that?
1: Well, yeah, of but <laughs>
0: But I mean, it's just hold not, on it's not it, just hold And on, I'm hold not on. going off what you know today. I'm going off what you know then. what, what, you then, what, what you then. we knew then. Right. Right. Now, what I'm, you know today, right. Right. you can say something can completely only say, different. Right. But you can right. only go off in history of what, you, of right. you know, right. what I know, right. what was going on at the time. So my
4: question, to go back to what you said, the company went into survival mode. Did the union go into survival mode? Or but, did we just cave in to what they were telling us?
2: But they, but but, but Chrysler has changed. Chrysler has changed. When, when you go into, when someone says, if you have some property and you own, own 100% of a company, okay, and then somebody say, okay, we're we going through something and we're going to offer you 49% of the company, we're going to take 51%. What does that mean?
4: They still in control.
2: Who's in control?
4: You said the company took fifty one percent. If
2: somebody, if I offer you fifty one forty nine percent of your company. Uh huh. Uh-huh. But I'm gonna take fifty one percent. But I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you with forty nine percent. Who's in control of that company? Who? The person that got fifty one percent. The person that's got more.
3: Mm-hmm. More control. So more you control. Really so, do have control of your own. Oh, your own company. Somebody once, else
2: once, running. once, once somebody starts selling off bits and right. pieces of a company, you are no longer in control. And 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 and, so and the back company, then, the, the union and mm-hmm. the company decided that they were going to go into go have equal partnership. That's why now, when
4: so let me ask you this: I'm sorry to cut you off. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to lose what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, did the company? come out of this stronger or did they come out of this weaker?
0: Weaker, but what I'm telling you... They came out of
4: the bankruptcy weaker?
0: We all came out a little stronger, but what I'm telling you, I'm going back to what Toy originally said. Everybody want to go union and company. It's more to the story of how your auto industry works. It's also the world. The world in 2008 was getting ready to crash. So it wasn't... because. It wasn't just Chrysler. It was Ford. It was also right. GM. Everybody right. handled it right. from a different care. a different way. Right. Ford did Ford took money. Four, Chrysler took four, money. Four GM
1: did Ford borrowed money against their logo exactly. before all this happened. Not so GM, they, they, they were been. not, they they, they were they not included. We included. It's just that it, it, right. I don't know if they foresaw what was coming. But, but I remember them borrowing money against yeah. their logo because if, if they went belly if they went belly up, up at any point. Amazon could have put their lo- name right there on that Ford logo, and so every like, car would have been having that. Exactly. So, just like so, Daimler, so, but they saw it before, just like
2: when Chrysler in two thousand and eight, when ninety eight. Well, when I went in, mm-hmm. and Daimler came in before two thousand eight. Daimler, Daimler was partners with Chrysler. Y'all remember Daimler Chrysler? Yeah. You mean the take over. Yeah, the, the, they took over fifty one percent. They owned Chrysler, and, and the, so then the the union was also. Embedded in that part, you have to understand, it wasn't just they were taking over Chrysler. The union had to have a part in that, too. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of things that went on that has gone on years and years prior to you just saying, okay, let's look at right now. You got to look at what happened prior to know, right now.
3: I wanted to say what the auto industry has a lot to do with the world going around, like with jobs and everything, because in 2008, I was working in healthcare. And I was working for a hospice team. I would go to people's homes to take care of their parents. that had cancer, dementia, Alzheimer's, whatever. Mm-hmm. And when 2008 came and so many people took the buyout for the auto industry and they started staying at home, guess what? Mom didn't need that personal care no more. They were at home taking mm-hmm. care of their parents. Mm-hmm. So guess what? We didn't have as many patients to take care of. So a lot of us got laid off in oh, health care. Right. You know, so it affected all of us, not just, you know, the auto industry. Yeah.
0: Like, I'm, what I'm just trying to get at is that I get... His frustration, because Derek has been through a lot within his own position in his own local. But what I'm saying is that the union is. I'm a fighter,
4: though. It is, you know I mean? but I'm just saying yeah, the union back.
0: isn't as weak because at one point we was trying to get Nissan. We did it twice. We failed. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a series of other things. Sometimes we get so stuck within our own four walls. That there's other... There's a, it's like a multitude of layer, layers that you got to look at in this once you start getting involved. It just can't be just your local. And sometimes it's other people's locals. Sometimes it's people that's not locals yet. Like the movement that we talked about last time with the Fight for 15. It's a multiple... Uh, it's, it's multiple layers to the game. So you, we can always say the company didn't do enough. The union didn't do enough. But as she stated, and I want to say, Kendi stated, what has you do? What have you... Have you done enough? Right. Because for me... I can worry about my union. I can worry about my leadership all day. I'll have a. I'll probably end up with a stroke. Mm-hmm. But what I do try to do is make sure as a union member that no matter what the leadership is, it's like I said at the very beginning, it's the foundation that the union was built on. My goal is to get to the foundation.
2: But we are the foundation. That's the, the thing about it. When people talk about the union, we're talking about ourselves. And I, I try to express that. To people every day, all day long, no matter where I go, what union I'm in, who I'm talking to, when you talk about the union and you hear people say, oh, my union ain't, my union ain't. Do you know you're talking about yourself? Because first of all, okay, your representation is who you decided to vote for.
1: Or not, the, or not vote for, or not for. vote for, I'm not or, participate. Not participate or not vote for, or not participate at all. Because right. when you when you don't vote, you actually do you you're not voting for someone. You're, so you're actually giving up accepting yeah. whoever. Yeah. So Except even if whether you in vote, in vote or you don't vote, you you still participating one way or another. If you don't vote, you you kind of like
2: saying okay, whoever, up. yeah, you're giving well, you giving know. up. So when people go yeah. around and they talk about use it or lose about, it, people right. use it or lose it. When you talk about the union ain't this and the union ain't that, and you know they ain't this and themmit you have to understand that okay you might be saying that but how much participation are you putting in it in this and like I said before it's not always a fight it, it, we can't always keep saying we we fighting because we we look around and we fighting with each other mm-hmm. no one is getting anything accomplished we can't we conversation is 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 a must. If you don't have communication and you can't communicate with people without always fighting, and that goes with management and your local international representation. If you can't sit down and have a conversation and you always radicalizing everything is a fight You're never going to get anything accomplished because sometimes you have to accept the fact that, okay, I got to table this for right now and I got to go in the back door. I'm going to have to come around the back door and creep up the stairs and go in the window. You gotta accept that sometimes. Sometimes you just gotta be still Mm -hmm. and watch and learn and understand what it's really about. And then you attack. Because the one that's gonna win is not the one that's always the fastest to the end of the
3: barking aloud.
2: That's not that's not the one that's gonna win. The one that's gonna win is gonna sit back and study and learn and and visualize. And then they're gonna come up with a plan of attack. And then
0: once they gonna come, come up with a plan, plan of, of attack,
4: they gonna come up with a plan of what attack?
0: A plan of attack. So let me ask you a question. What's up? Because I don't want to see like it's all all of us in Derek. So because you're not the only person in in the in our union that feels the way you feel. How you feel? So let me ask. Beautiful. You, <laughs> let me <laughs> ask you, like I ask a lot of other people that I talk to who are struggling or have issues, right? What is your goal? What is your vision, <clears throat> vision of what you believe the union should be? And what are your plans to get it there?
4: Hmm. What is what is our union? Our union is, I, I believe it's underserving the people greatly. You know, I don't think that we have a union that's educated to enough to even understand how underserved they are. You know what I mean?
2: Excuse me. Can I just interject? And sure. Defend it? sure. She didn't ask you that. She asked you. What, you, what what? do you visualize the union as being? She didn't ask you what you think it is I'm stating now.
4: that to the best of my ability, ma'am. Just let me have a moment to to talk it okay. out. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Okay. So, Finish your thought. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. So, um, you know, I think the—, the, the Tornado missing, toy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I think— uh, to Make sure. The union can be great. You know what I'm saying? And it should be great. It should be an advocate for the people. Um, I think the union got to get back to doing what it's supposed to do is fighting for the people, mm-hmm. knowing how to leverage things that we go through in the plant for the bargaining table. You know what I'm saying? We don't do that. We got a union leadership that likes to be behind a closed, locked union office door all day. Mm-hmm. There's no excuse for that. We should have access to the union office. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We might want to go in there and grab papers, or ask a question, anything. We don't have that. There's such a disconnect between union leadership and the people that is really like, it's really. uh, But, you know, but, you know, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm let you in
2: on a little secret. Yo. Because, you know, I'm from your local. Correct. That's my home plan. Correct. Shout out to Local 1700. I understand where you coming from. Mm-hmm. You know I feel your pain.
4: To that part, support me to the best of your ability. To that part where you I understand me. I feel your pain me? because. Yeah.
2: But I'm, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. For sure. You're not the only one that, that that's going through that. That's, I know. That's them been, been through it. I know. And let me tell you something. When you come out on the other side, mm-hmm. it's like a a little gold piece of thread that's gonna be going through you. Because you're gonna come out shining. Because you've learned, you've learned a lot. Mm-hmm. You gonna learn, you're gonna learn how not to do something, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna learn how to get something done. That's right. So the process that you're going through right now might be destined. So once you get back where you need to be, you know what not to do. Now I know what not to do. And Uh, on top of that, I'm finna go tell my homeboy what not to do. I'm (laughs) going to tell my girl that I'm talking to on the floor what not to do. Okay?
4: Because And what to do.
0: And what to
2: do. And when it comes down to locked doors, that's the only, and I'm letting them know
3: mm-hmm.
2: why we on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Seventeen hundred is the only plant that I know of, and I've been here a long time and been to twenty
4: five years, six
2: different, seven different plants, six uh-huh. different plants. Mm-hmm. The only plant that I know of where the union offices doors are locked.
4: Ain't that to about something? The union.
2: Now, now see, the thing that you have to understand is if you're going to make noise, make the right type of noise. Don't always say it ain't about this, it ain't about that, y'all ain't this, y'all ain't that. Because they might not know how the union people that elected them as officers and representatives, Uh how you feel about. The locked doors. Mm-hmm. A lot of people over there accept the locked doors because that's what they're used to. They don't to know no better. Oh, yeah. So now here comes a point where you step in right there, and you mm.
4: let them know. So you think I ain't never let them know? No, but I don't some... took. I don't took. I done with a bullhorn. I but let you them know. You don't me... always have to do it with a bullhorn. But, but whatever I do or don't have to do, I'll learn and get better, and move better, exactly. be more strategic so look, as look, I go let, on. Let, right now, I'm in this stage of my walk. You
1: well know look, what I'm well saying? Let's, let's, let's not make this um um an individual yeah. local thing or things of yeah. that nature. I kind of want to steer this conversation in a different direction. It's okay. gone long enough in that direction. Hold I, on, I, since I wanna, we got a I want to talk about uh, this adventure that d Mays went on. Um, what we haven't spoke of is this brother recently just ran for a position at his local at local 1700. Yeah. Shout out mm-hmm. to Derek Mason yes. running. Hey. Hey. I, I wanna, and we talked to briefly about that. Um, I want you to talk about, you know, what position you ran for, you know, the day you ran, what your experience was. And I asked you, what did you learn from that experience? What did you learn that you did <clears> not know, you know, from there? Because, you, you know, a lot of things and um, and what will you do next time? Because I know this is not your, your last time. You know, as we learn a lot out there in the in this world, a lot of times we run, we learn, we run to get our name out there. A lot of times, mm-hmm. and you know, that's an opportunity if you get your name out there. Um, but talk about your talk about your adventure, what you did, and um, how it went.
4: For me to properly get this story out, it's imperative that I start where I left off a Toy, if you don't mind. No, you ain't even paying attention. <laughs> no, here you go. This is what I learned. This is what it was.
1: Um, so, tell us what you. What, so, what did you run for?
4: I ran for vice president.
1: Vice president. Okay. All right.
4: Mm-hmm. The vice All right. President. Yeah. Okay. So, so I ran. Give me that one more time.
1: Yeah, I just, I just wanted yeah. to know, like what you learned, what you ran for, um, how did it go, and and.
4: Yeah. Okay. You know, this, this was this your first
1: time. Was your first time running for something?
4: No, this is actually. My, I've been there since. Uh, I've been there since. April twenty eighteen and it's actually my third election. So
1: this brother been there for three years and then been in three elections. Three I mean, elections. I, yes. I wanna that's props out to you for running three thank different you. times. I mean, because I know a lot of people been there twenty years and, and just run their mouth. Yeah. And at least you getting out there putting yourself in front of it and thank saying, you. Hey, this is what I'm about. So I mean, shout out to you and, and props out for you doing that. You thank know, thank you, thank and you. I'm pretty sure you're gonna run again and get an opportunity.
4: I may, I may, you know, I don't discount it. But I ran first for Stuart and twenty I believe it was twenty 19 Mm-mm. and then I ran twice this year in special elections for vice president. And um what I learned I learned that it's a chance, you know, it's a chance and, and anybody could have success at running the election and winning. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't get as close as I wanted to get, but I seen the I seen the possibility for somebody who has a message, has access to the crowds, who have um, just just the heart and is able to sacrifice themselves. To to have a chance. Because I ran, real quick, I ran for the position from being terminated. So I did Facebook posts, and I was able to go out a couple times on the sidewalk. So so hold
1: hold on, hold on. What you say? So you ran for a position, and you were currently not even working. So you mean to tell me you can actually... Not be employed and still run, or be be in dependent on your um on your bylaws. I'm on your bylaws, bylaws. okay. Yeah, I, so you what was able your
4: to, bylaws say?
1: Yeah, so what you was able to find that loophole to where you loophole. was going through a transition yeah. and you yeah. were still able to run. That's that's pretty dynamic. There's where no requirement.
4: That Where's that in the in the bylaws? Where it's in the bylaws. We got to go in there. and Look, I can't tell you the number, but it's okay. in the bylaws. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there's no requirement to be employed with the company. Only only qualification is that you are in continuous good standing with the union for a year. Oh, okay. Yeah. So okay. I was able to take advantage of that. And I was on the sidewalk a few times with the bullhorn screaming in and people was looking like I was crazy. But I did that and a couple of posts on Facebook and I was able to get 155, 154 people to support me.
1: Okay. Oh, Shout God. out. Shout yeah. out. Good. good. Congratulations. Yeah.
3: Thank you.
1: Yeah. It took a lot of heart.
3: I and, think you did a great job, there, Yeah. Because, well, thank I you. Mean, as you sit here and you notice that there's things going on that you don't like, yeah. you applying yourself, right. you know, yeah. trying to become a part, yeah. you know, get more involved so you can help be the change.
4: And I was real conscious about gearing my message away from the what they're not doing and to the things that I want to. Talk about what right. you're
1: doing. We don't okay. want to talk about what anybody else is doing. We want to talk about what we do. I mean, well, if it's the, the thing, if, about if it's
4: no, no, no. I I don't agree with that all the way because if this is their track record you can hold them to their track record.
1: I, 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 I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. But I'm yeah. saying, I guess the, yeah. the, the point is, is we want to kind of focus on more about the things that we're doing. Because as I look around this table and I, and I think about the, the different things, the, all things that people are doing around this table, we're doing a lot of things and we want to share that with the audience, the different things that we're doing. We don't necessarily want to harp on what maybe our leadership or people that we think that in our union are not doing. We want to talk about the good things that the union does do for ourselves and the different things that we're doing and, and people that we know that we're doing.
2: Right, and if that's you, what I keep, meant when I said, "What are you doing I got you. in your union?" You—that's something you. that you—you—you you, you are getting really involved. doing that's positive positivity, you. and you're getting involved.
4: Right? I got you. But right, I all mean, this. Derek but...
1: just don't have problems. Derek actually put us out to himself on the curb in the cold <laughs> by himself with a bullhorn, like and he that. said, "Hey, vote for me." I like that. You know, he's just I not like just that. talking; he's doing. Right. Like so I mean, I get. So I mean, you talk about it, you be about it, you being about it, and you're not scared. And see, the
2: thing about that is that makes you powerful, powerful and that makes you a leader because a leader is not scared to fail. And, and that, that, that shows and, you and, and, that and you and recognize and
4: And recognizing the power that I have a voice and, and right. showing people that they have a voice also. Exactly. But I want to get back into that thing because it's a big thing where we say we can't talk about this and we can't talk about that. If we can't talk about a lot of stuff that's going on, that means we're not holding anybody accountable. Well, I, I don't
1: want to say, say we can't talk about it, but what I was saying is, we want to focus on what we're doing as a group or as an individual is all that I was saying. But you, you're right. You can hold people accountable to the record because people are what their record is and they need to pu- then the public needs to be exactly. if they're a public official.
4: Exactly. And and that's and brotherhood. You know, we want we want brothers to to sharpen us. And part of that sharpening is holding ourselves accountable. If you said this and you're going to do this, then this is the san- standard that you set. Right. And this is where we're going to hold you accountable right. to. Right, that that's absolutely true, and yeah.
2: and that's I agree with you because that's part of the issue now. Yeah, that
4: we don't yeah. hold yeah. ourselves accountable and, to to what we stand on. And, and then let me let me not to cut you off, Toy, but one of the why I got it on my mind. And then it'd be like this too: we coming in, we trying to find our position, we trying to get in our position, right? Everybody tell us, don't talk about this, don't talk about this. But those people that's in, they people tearing you up. You know what I'm saying? No people calling you everything under the sun and it's personal attacks, but we handcuff ourselves uh, you got to don't be nice. Nah, we going to call it out. And not only we going to call it out, we going to make sure everybody know, you know what I'm saying? So, and and, and I'm talking about nothing personal, but just, you know, like I say, the standard that's supposed to be set.
1: Right on, right on. Well,
0: I think you're on point. I think this was a very, um, Wonderful topic because we was able to hit some hot buttons. Mm -hmm. And I think the next time we have our next segment, we need to focus on maybe possibly talking about how you move within your local. How do you put out your campaign even though you're not in the building, the campaign, and still get them numbers, okay? Yeah. Maybe that's something we need to discuss.
1: Or what the bylaws are, because, I mean, yeah. we're speaking to an audience of a lot of new people who don't understand that it's an organization that rules to this, you know, that there's a reason for your union meeting. I know a lot of times I go to, the, people go to the meeting, and it's just, it goes over so many people's heads because they don't know
2: exactly what's going on, what's right. being
1: said, how to jump in, when they want to have a point. So there's a lot of things that we're going to be bringing to you, um, organizing, organized labor, how to move in your your meetings? How to you know community things, voting, economic power—just so many different things. Um, but and you know, uh,
2: not just that's a good topic. Moving in your meetings because the same way you move in your local union meetings, it's the same way you move in any meeting that you go to. Any meeting, Robert Rules order. Yes, any any meeting you go to, that's an established meeting. They gonna Robert Rules order.
0: Well, we want to say, guys, thank you listeners listening to, listen to us tonight as we sit up here, as you can see, we are very strong and very um, opinionated, opinionated, yes, and active, <laughs> very, very active. active, and we love what we do. We love the changes that we are able to make. So as we stated earlier, my name is Don Bennett. I am here to keep the future, hopefully looking out for the upcoming future while also educating myself moving forward. Toy?
2: Oh, I'm tornado toy. I'm just I'm here to keep keep the thunder keep it going on um shouts out to everybody who's in the fight and everybody who's in the movement uh i
4: love you
3: yes and i'm charlotte hollis from sterling heights assembly plan just in here giving some knowledge and taking in knowledge um
4: derrick mays 1700 i'm here to push the line you know what I mean? It ain't all about that <laughs> stagnation. We gotta get busy. We, hey. we need a we need a twenty agenda. You know twenty two. Twenty twenty two agenda. There you go. Okay. Wow.
1: It's Kennedy, just like the president, we're gonna wrap this up. Thank all my super friends for here for this is what we do. We see you guys next time. God bless.